Okay. Then clap sync. Three, two, one. Whenever James like scrambles after like one of those hitting the record <laughs> button, like I just have this visual in my head of like James just sitting back in his chair, like eating a sandwich. And then he's like, we're counting down. Fuck. And he's just like scattering everything around his uh, whole desk and just like, creating mayhem. <laughs> That's what it uh, sounds like. So, so what happened this time was I was eating a sandwich and leaning back in my chair and, uh, and then you started counting down and I, I threw my sandwich into the air as I was scrambling to find my mouse. Uh, no, actually what happened was, um, I had my mouse on the record button and then I moved my other hand and subconsciously moved my mouse hand with my other hand over like an inch and clicked the backwards button, the skip to start home button instead of record. Um, and then, yeah, freaked out. <laughs> wow. What a Sorry, roller that's coaster. Like a, yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. I was like trying to follow that the whole time. Like, oh my God. And then. <laughs> what does he yeah. do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It oh, no. really was not. It was not a disaster. I probably could have just hit record, and then when we clap synced, McCoy would have been like, wow, this was a much different time than the rest of them. And that would have been yeah. the end of it. As long as Craig doesn't go down. And then if Craig, you know, as long as Craig stays in, we're good to go. Then shit's easy, bro. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's still stuck around with us after all this time. I know. I feel like there's like a time limit or something with him where like. Sur- surprised he didn't yeet himself out of here when we were talking about Midnight Ride. Like, <laughs> oh, he was down. He was silently voting down for Midnight Ride. Oh my God! Speaking oh. of uh, bots, we added a bot to the boys' server that okay. uh, yeah that does like machine learning and like learns based of what you type around it. Oh no! And we oh, have no. immediately taught it to bully Tyler. <laughs> Damn, oh, that's, that's so funny! So this is a win for AI everywhere. Yeah, AI can learn better than you think it can, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. It was, like, instantaneous. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, like, it looked at the previous, like, comments and was like, ah, yes, this is my calling in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I think the one thing about that server that, that just gets me every time is that you guys have your in-game names and not, like, your you have your Discord names. And, like, here in our Tyranny of Thumbs server, we have our first names, and it's, like, all organized and nice. And over there, it's like, I'm constantly like, who is this guy? Who am I talking to right now? Is it is it okay that I don't know who I'm talking to right now? And they're like, hey, McCoy. And I'm like, fuck, 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 be cool. <laughs> is that your name? <laughs> be cool. <laughs> so, which is, Kevin, which one is, is Tyler? That you? No, this is Lyle. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I swear, man, I knew. Like, I'm trying to figure out who to bully, and I'm like, can I bully you? Like, <laughs> yeah. how do I McCoy, stand you can it? bully anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I, I I choose to not bully anyone. Um, which then people look at me strange, like I don't know if this guy's on the in group. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's oh, not an God. asshole. I don't trust him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Dude, do you guys want to break tradition, but is now tradition, and have James introduce us all like he did last time, like forcibly after frustratingly being mad about the intro <laughs> or something? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, yeah, we got Gabe. 
Uh, Hi. AKA The Voice. Ooh. I am The Voice. Oh, I like that. Uh, he's got that 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 uh, that smooth, buttery, deep voice we all love. Um, what's up, Gabe? Not much, man. What's up with you? Uh, just doing this intro, introducing everybody right sick. now. Sick. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, sick. And then we got McCoy. Yeah, hey, what's up? I wish yeah, I had man. the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And we got Zoe over there. What's going on, Zoe? Nothing much, James. Thanks for yeah. the nice introduction. <laughs> You're so welcome, man. Uh, <laughs> this is going really perfect. I expect that this is the quality that we're going to see every week. And then I'm James. Uh, you know, that one. Yeah, so uh, we're the Tyranny of yeah. Thumbs. Uh, we play a game every week, and then we talk about it. Um, yeah. And uh, this week, we played Gears of uh, 5. We played Gears of 5. <laughs> Uh, hard mode, <laughs> and um, and it was uh, it was interesting. Yeah, so uh, let's get down to it, guys. Oh, but what if before we got into that, we talked a little bit about news? That could be something. Oh that yeah, I think yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. All the things I forgot should... about. Let's do that. No, I mean, I mean, listen, I'm up, I'm up for the idea that news gets voted off the island. I think we have to have a discussion about how to <laughs> properly put it in there. But until we get to that, um. I've got some news for us that it's really just like stupid ass shit that we saw um, in the last week slash that Elena saw in the last week. But before we get to that, the real story is the gaming news of X game is canceled. X game is canceled. X game is delayed. (laughs) Dude, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking about starting this section by literally just saying, unlike my company, which claims during an all hands meeting that we didn't miss a beat when we started working from home, everyone else in the industry, in the gaming industry, at least that's not my industry, but in the gaming industry, everyone else is honest and explaining that they all missed beats because that's what all companies did. And <laughs> they're like, what the fuck? So it's just funny. Cause like our, it's just so funny to be like, yeah, dude, we're totally nailing this online world. And it's like, no, we're not. All our projects are delayed. Every last one of them. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you're just like lying. Yeah. But um, the investors okay. were on the call. So everything is going great. <laughs> no, it was like, it was an internal call. Like they was like, we need this information to disseminate among the people who are clearly seeing everything in the red, <laughs> like all delayed on all calendars. It's like, what are you talking about? But okay, cool. Um, no, it's actually not that. I think the real news that we need to talk about this week is another 45 minute discussion about Valorant because did that not pop off in the past week since we last recorded this? Holy like, shit. shit. Yeah, yep. it did. It popped off for real. It did I mean, indeed. peak 1.7 million viewers on Twitch, um, which is a lot. That's a lot. I mean, I don't know how to exactly to contextualize that. But what I can tell you is that, you know, Summit, the person who is leading the way in terms of the Twitch streaming viewership, he typically gets somewhere between 10,000 and 40,000 on a big day. And he was getting 250 plus uh, thousand viewership. So, you, you know, gotta you just wait for that sweet, sweet Steam stream key drop. That's that's the only reason why people are watching. I'd I'd be interested to know the actual numbers of active viewers, like people who are not alt tabbed into another thing, like seriously watching the game. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of those numbers are people who just have the stream on, like as they're. But the thing doing is, that's like things. that's like a lot of people watching streams in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. It's just alt tab. We're having in the background. 
you know, muted yeah. and or not like like only watching half of it, whether it's the audio or the video, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. But but the point remains, like a lot of people are watching for them sweet drops of oh, yeah. closed beta keys. Um to the point where every single streamer, whether or not they had keys to drop, had in their stream title, got some keys to drop, and people are like, <laughs> so when are these drops coming? They're like, oh, yeah, I actually don't have them. Uh, just, right. That's what's getting the clicks. But I got oh, a Dr. fan Dr. from you. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> did Wait, he actually really? not have keys, or did he just fuck it up? I, I think he was, well, he said he was doing it, like, ironically, because everyone was doing it, and then people actually called him out, <laughs> ironically. and he did remove it. But, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, that's some fuck, that's fucked up, man. Like, I don't know. He he was in and out of that game quick. I wonder if he just got, because I haven't seen him streaming basically past, like, the first couple of days. I wonder if he just got criticized too hard and was like, ah, fuck this, I'm going back to whatever. Like, I mean, it's a very, I mean, it, it's essentially counter-strike so whether or not that game is like your style i can see why someone would play only like two days and then just be like yeah just ain't my thing like yeah he's a shooter player but he's not a counter-strike player (laughs) thank you for the stream key bro i know you wanted me to play this game like a ton more but i'm out (laughs) yeah exactly and then you're like wow if only we had given this to someone that wasn't as large of a platform as you but had any decency or respect for (laughs) wanting to play the game but uh yeah you know it's it's weird we talk a lot about this i mean this is like this is a case i feel like of the marketing team and the dev team just looking at each other and being like let's not scream because the dev team is like dude there's a reason why there's limited beta keys. It's for our dear, poor servers. And the marketing guy's like, well, you can't be mad at me. I'm amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> what the fuck do you want? Um, so, yeah, it's just funny. They, did you see the, the the follow-up like sort of article that Riot released being like, whoa, we heard you. You're interested in this game. Um, we w- love that, but also our servers, please. <laughs> like, please understand. <laughs> so... It's just funny. It's funny because beta Which keys. Is, oh, that's talking as though they don't have infinite resources to throw at getting more servers. Like, yeah, surely there's got to be a technical reason. You know, like it must be harder than that, right? Or no? I mean, it it could be harder than that. It depends on the way that they programmed it. You know. Yeah. Um. And. Um. So I don't know if they, you know were planning i i assume they were planning from the start to scale it um but yeah yeah i mean i think that they just want to keep it a little bit smaller right now yeah i mean who knows maybe they've got i mean there's a lot of things you have to ramp up i feel like with the game but it's it's interesting especially in quarantine right it's like you have to i mean if i was them this is your moment. Just release the game. <laughs> like, I don't, maybe that's not technically possible. Fair enough. But like, that's the move. If you can possibly do it, people are more interested now than they potentially will ever be. Like, just let them have it and let them pay money. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, because I mean, I'm sitting here, you know, you could, I mean, it's sinister to, to charge for beta keys. But like, I mean, I think this is sinister too. It's a weird way. You're paying for the beta key, but just with your <laughs> with your sweet download that Comcast, I'm sure, is so thrilled that everyone's just sitting there and leaving their streams on <laughs> in their fucking oh, computer. Yeah, like, damn point. it, man. 
They're not even watching this. This is like, this is almost as bad as the entire country watching Netflix, but instead having sex and not actually watching the Netflix. And we're going to try to put something in place that stops the Netflix while they're having sex so that we can save the bandwidth for Or the that they fell asleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or that too. Yeah. That's yeah. the other case that I didn't think of. But yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't know. I just, this actually reminds me, Gabe, do you fucking remember when Crackdown for the Xbox 360, like that whole series was essentially launched off the back of it had the beta access to Halo 3 in yeah. it. Like that's the power we're dealing with here. Uh, people want to get in on games early. They want to get in on betas. So that's like, that's this huge viewership surge. It's just like people want it so badly. Um, yeah, I guess like the thing with server space though and everything, I think they're trying to figure out is not necessarily like trying to, you know, trying to have enough server space for the current time, but the enough server space that they will need for the retained fan base in the future. Cause it would be super awkward if they bought all the server space for like, I, I don't know if you buy server space or how that even works, but like you do. <laughs> get get a bunch of server space for a game that only like you know who, the capacity only lasts for like you know a month or two and then people go and play their own thing and they're like oh awkward we only have like 5000 people playing this at a given time and we have all the server space awkward yeah, yeah i mean it's definitely that but but like but the but the alternative though is like if you're a free to play game you have to, and again, perhaps they're literally not ready from a development standpoint, and that's potentially just holding their hand, uh, or, or hold, yeah, holding it back, holding them back, I should say. But like, if you're a free-to-play game and a bunch of people want to play your game, that's what you want. Like, yeah. if you if you're not willing to buy the servers to have those people there, then what's the fucking point? Because um, <laughs> like, this these are people trying to yeah. play your game. Um, I bet so, a lot of it is also just you know instability um that they can only their uh, um the servers that they do have etc can only be managed by is is the amount that they feel like they can manage and if they went more than that then chances are the quality would drop dramatically that's what they they say in their article either they kind of cite the inability to maintain quality at scale um yeah in this moment at least um so fair enough but it's Um, it's just it's just funny like i from my understanding like from my understanding you rent servers from people like amazon at least that's what my company does we we rent server infrastructure from people like amazon and stuff like that and you can scale it up and you can technically scale it down too so like it's just like the, the Amazon pays it to you by the amount that you use. So like you just have to be willing, like every new player adds X amount of cost. And if we're just willing to take that cost, then we're willing to run this game. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure they have right. to test that shit as it does that stuff. Um, and so fair enough, but like you can scale up really quick and you don't need to get like the servers in your company. You can just have them already built in this massive infrastructure. Um, with backups and supports and all sorts of other stuff. And yet, I say that, and every fucking game launches with fucked up servers. So I guess, like, it's clearly more complicated than that, and there's shit that has to be <laughs> ironed out. And in fact, even Gears, uh, which we'll get to later, had some fucked up servers uh, when, when I know we first played it at launch. Uh, I God, that's Ga- right. Yeah, you remember that? So, 
But anyways, okay, do we want to like circle back and talk a little bit? I think I actually want to say the most brilliant thing. Okay, first of all, A, fuck companies that make me watch streams <laughs> to get a beta key. I fucking hate that in every fiber of my being. But I can see why it might be a good choice for them. Not only because it does it create this phenomenon thing, like now the it's got all this attention on Twitch that it didn't originally have because it got so big that people started to then look at it like, oh shit, now I don't know what this is. Like I was seeing constantly people being like, wow, I didn't even know what was going on, but I saw like, you know, this massive, you know, streamer situation or game category with all these views and now I'm in here and now I want to try this game too. So it definitely built on itself in, in, in that way. Um, but I think the most brilliant part about it is that um, it's forced people to look at the game for a long period of time, which means they become familiar with the art style. Like, and I think that's something that a lot of these games really lack. It's like, I, th I think this game was going to run up against that in a really serious way because of the criticisms we had last week, where some of it looks kind of weird and janky and not that, not that interesting. Like the, all the futuristic elements they added on top of the guns don't necessarily look that good. And their portraits, their character portraits don't look that good. And their characters look kind of generic. But you force people to look at that for long enough and they get familiar with it. I know I've gotten familiar mm. with it over the hours that I've watched. And so I think that's a huge fucking victory for them in terms of they've announced this art style to the space of gamers now. And they've seen it. They're familiar with it. Whether they liked it yeah. or not beforehand, they're familiar. Do you, do you know what I'm saying, James? Definitely. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's like, yeah, I didn't like it either, but... It's not gross. It's tolerable. Mm -hmm. And the more I see it, the more I'm like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say the more I look at their map, the more I look at their map and their art design on the map, I'm like, okay, this is like a, some sort of weird Firewatch meets Counter-Strike, which I really appreciate. And then I would say like almost all their, their character work is decent. And then all of their gun work, like what they added to the traditional guns is like, in my opinion, just pure trash. <laughs> like, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it just looks so bad. It's unbelievable. But like, whatever. I'm used to it now. And I don't really care about that anyways. Oh, God, their skins look bad, too. Their skins look like Sea of Thieves. <laughs> That's what it really looks like is Sea of Thieves. Uh, yeah. From from a model perspective. So, well, here we are. Um. Zoe, did it make waves in the league community this week or did that die down? I didn't see a lot of league streamers streaming it. I mean, some certainly, but. Yeah, I mean, I think. Is Dyrus even I... a league streamer anymore? Is Dyrus even a streamer anymore? Yeah, I saw well, him on Well, I know Dyrus, Dyrus was sad that he never got a beta key. Like. Oh, shit. Uh, to start off with. And people were like, you've been robbed. You've done so much for Riot. And they don't give you a stream key. And then Dyrus responds being like, I have access tomorrow. Like, <laughs> so, like, like, I guess him, like Shifter, if you guys mm, remember him, sure. he's mm -hmm. definitely become more Valorant and less League. I know he was getting tired of League for a while. Um, I think it's just for, like, League's solo queue ranked system right now is very screwed up in terms of matchmaking and the type of matchups that you get um and i think a lot of players are very fed up with it and so those particular players have moved on to valorant or other games as they're just kind of like 
waiting for Riot to fix its shit on solo queue in League. Hilarious. So, mm. um, Dude, like was... not not every player has jump ship to Valorant. Of course, of course. A lot of them have. Yeah. And there's no way these games are really comparable. Like, it's just like, okay, I guess if you're a hardcore gamer, you could probably jump to a shooter because you're just a hardcore gamer. So, like, okay. <laughs> it's, but it's just like, this is not the jumping point, really. But, like, right, sure, it's fuck a it if you want different to. different genre. So I'm not surprised that, like, every League streamer has moved on to Valorant. Mm-hmm. But, and it doesn't yeah. appear to have enough there. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a shooter game. But, like doesn't have a lot there like people in at least i don't know like i I definitely moved from league to counter-strike at some point in time in my own personal life and there's a lot to counter-strike but like i see them as so unbelievably different like league is such an information game such a knowledge game like you know so many intricacies about so many different heroes and champions and matchups and just like it's just so different from a shooter where it's like you you just worship the aim in the middle of it and there's all this knowledge and all sorts of strategy you can do but you have to worship the aim that's it right you 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 can't do anything other than that um Mm. and some games have tried to change that with like overwatch and whatever else and they work to some degree but not in this style of game and this game worships the aim in a way that i mean i don't know if this game does it but the counter-strike style of game worships the aim in a way that it needs to be there (laughs) like it like i'm actually worried this game doesn't worship the aim enough so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. One thing last that I wanted to mention was, uh, so you texted me this during the week and I thought it was hilarious because I just like, we were talking about Valorant and I was realizing, cause you, you were saying that, um, full groups were dominating the matchmaking queue in Valorant, at least at the very start. And yeah, I don't know if that's the case anymore, to be honest. This was in the first two days of it launching. No, totally. And like, you know, it's a closed beta. So like they don't have that many people in it. And like, of course, if you're a top streamer, you're just going to sit there and be like, sick. <laughs> I'm going to get with a bunch of other top streamers. It's essentially a business deal. And we're all just going to play together, even though we're not teammates. We're not even necessarily that close of skill. Um, and they definitely did that. And it was definitely kind of like, eh. but what I thought was so funny about that is at some point during that text, I got the impression that you were like, well, but it sucks for the people that just want to play solo because you don't get to see like the real matchmaking of the game, like the solo matchmaking. Uh, essentially solo queue and it was just interesting because i sat there and i was like oh shit that's right like i had forgotten that league was so dominated by solo queue but other games and shooter games like counter-strike are not like they're like Hmm. league is dominated by solo queue and duo queue which are the same thing Uh, at least they were when i played but like you could have one other person with you and it would still affect your solo ranking and so that's what everyone wants to get up to, to show that they're sick is their solo ranking. So if you go to league and you watch the Twitch streams, it's a bunch of insanely good players. And of course, X players and whatever personalities, and they're all playing this solo queue, maybe with one other person. And that's not always true, but it's a huge dominance in that scene. Like how good is your solo queue? Like you just said, the solo queue matchmaking is fucked up. And as a result, people are mad. And it was so funny. Cause I was like, oh yeah, like people in counter-strike just play with teams of five. <laughs> If they want to, because like it does, it still affects their ranking in the same way. So like they can build a team with their friends and still get their solo ranking all the way up. Cause it doesn't, that concept doesn't exist in the same way. And it was just, it was just interesting to me because I had forgotten that. And, um, it's like, it's weird because I think if you want to say the tyranny of anything, I think league has always been, and perhaps will always be under the tyranny of solo queue. Like people thinking that that's the game. 
but then they lack coordination and teamwork and they're typing in text chat to try to communicate high level challenger plays. And it seems like a fucking train wreck. Um, and not necessarily league at its core. Like, do you guys remember back in the day when we would play as five in league? That that was the game, if you ask me. I mean, it's all the game, right? Yeah. But that was like the the core beauty. I don't know. Right. Do you have any thoughts on that? I I mean I, mean, no. I agree about that. That that um. I mean, it definitely feels like the game is better with a five stack. You know. Mm-hmm. In this game. Um, that like that's just the kind of game it is like like counter-strike um i assume that that game is better with a five stack because you're just going to coordinate better than if you have random people even if you're all on mic Mm -hmm. uh which you are because it's Mm counter-strike um i mean i don't know i i think that like any game that's designed around teamwork should allow people to queue up as teams (laughs) so it's weird like league does but then it it has its own separate area for that right it's like but league was also at least at the time the largest game in the world uh and it's still one of the largest games in the world so it's it's allowed that on a certain level oh yeah um it's just it's just to me it's it's just interesting what it did and continues to do to the community's perception of what the game is. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, mm. like I, I find if I watch a really insane counter-strike match and I want to go play counter-strike, there's levels between me and that game. I just watched on the stream. There's a lot. So I'm not at a high level. I'm not at a super high level, uh, in counter-strike. So that's step one. I'm already one step away, but then on top of that, um, like if I don't have a team, that I can group with if I don't have enough friends to get on mic or if I don't have a consistent set of friends, then I'm a step further still. And so like to me in league, like solo queue is like the most amount of steps a game could possibly be from the pro game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like you, you are forced to play with people that you'll, that you'll never play with again. Um, unless you're at the absolute highest level, in which case they always play with each other all over the place because that's the only people available at that skill level. But it's like, you're forced to play with people that you don't, you won't see again. You're forced to communicate via text. Like you can bring one other, one other person. Like it's just, it's just, and so then the whole map is devoid of communication at a high level. And so they're not going to do things like rotations in a way that you would expect. They're not going to do lane swaps in a way that communicated teams might strategize and come into the game with. And so, like, you're you're just solo queue is so far from what you just saw in the LCS, like it's insane. And I I think the same thing is true for Counter Strike, but it gets slightly closer if you bring a team of five together and play with that regularly. But still, it's far. But it gets closer, if that makes sense. I mean, I think it's also like the voice chat capabilities now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Dude, there was a while in League where people would post disc. Maybe they still do this. They would post Discord links. Like, bro, everyone on my team, let's jump in this Discord right now. I don't know if they still do that, but I was like, damn, this is fucking wild. I'm kind of into this. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think like, what was it? Curse? Curse? Oh, yeah, team dude. Curse came out with a like a voice chat feature to get like everybody in your solo queue game to hop into a my room. My understanding was that yeah. Curse started as that, and then they bought an esports team. 
maybe i don't know i don't know the what came first the chicken or the egg situation like yeah. i don't know what came first the app or the team but i think the team but also the website they used to have guides and shit i don't know doesn't matter we're not historians we all have terrible memories uh. <laughs> true 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 but it's just it's just it's just interesting to me the whole thing is interesting and i i just wanted to to, to point out that i think that's one of the problems with watching this game on Twitch right now too, is that you're not seeing the game really because you're seeing a bunch of five stacks that are just quote good players or something like that, but they're not really coordinating. It's so like you too, just and not you. I mean, I am also. All of us are still not really seeing what Valorant is. We're well, seeing I mean, steps away, right? Because nobody knows what it is yet. There's no. There's been no coordinated teams in Valorant yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the best is still just uncoordinated, good shooting with, you know, call outs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes um, if they're feeling like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, like today I just saw a, a crazy game, um, that was like a, a 5v5 custom with midnight, a huge midnight. number. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> no, I was going to like, midnight ride. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, they were all just trying to get this woman home unmolested, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, no, that, so that joke is that um, <laughs> Zoe, Zoe found this game on Steam looking at things that were on sale. And found this like weird porny game uh, just by accident and was like, what the fuck is this? And showed it to all of us. So, uh, yeah. By the way, um, just to clarify, by accident, I'd like to say, I don't know if this is true, but I would like to say that it was recommended to her by an algorithm. And you can take from that what you want. <laughs> <laughs> you would like to say that, wouldn't you? Yes. Uh, I protest. <laughs> Anyway, um, James, continue. Get yeah, us away so, from this. <laughs> so one side was like a seagull, uh, Tim the Tatman, Flom, and sure. two other people that I don't know. Sure. Um, and the other side was like Shroud and Nothing and mm -hmm. – um, oh, man. I can't remember the other ones. But those two used to be CS professionals, right? Yep, absolutely. And on the same team for that matter. Right. Cloud9, actually, specifically. Right. Yeah. Um and so yeah, it was a very high level game for what it was. And uh for I mean, which was basically like a bunch of friends playing together. Um and uh that was cool. It, it was definitely an interesting game to watch. Um and they were talking about like playing around each other's buy phase, buy rounds and uh, save rounds and stuff. But and you were saying James ultimate rounds too, or what were you saying about that? Yeah, yeah. So I think that um, ultimates seem to charge. I don't know exactly. I haven't watched enough to actually understand how they charge or whatever. Um, maybe it's with kills, which would be an interesting snowball mechanic. Um, but 
all of the other abilities seem to be just like buying grenades. Um, yeah. So they're all part of the buy round, but you can save them through death, which is interesting. Is it? Yeah, I thought that's what I saw. Yeah. Okay. Because um, yeah. it's, it's, it, I actually find watching Valorant streams to be like r- probably the worst possible way of understanding how Valorant really actually works. Like, because <laughs> no one actually like sits and walks through the abilities or like does, they just sort of like pick their character and then buy their shit. And you're like, okay, that's the one with the, the smoke i guess <laughs> i think there's a couple of the smokes i don't fucking yeah yeah there's a couple different kinds of smoke i think and then there's like some walls and then some other <laughs> kinds of walls and then like there's the one character with yeah true, right true. The teleportation and the one character with the weird grenades and the one character with the real grenades um yeah. and the bow yeah <laughs> And then, oh, yeah, and the bow character that, like, can see through walls and shit. Yeah, that Hanzo bro. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh-huh. And then May uh, yep. with the ice wall thing. Yep. It's, this game is with such an amalgamation of so many other games. Uh, yeah. But it's so funny. Like, I've enjoyed watching it, but I'm like, I don't know. I have... I've enjoyed watching it as something new, but I'm like, you have no idea what one hour with a game could give me in terms of understanding instead of watching this. Like, I'm not learning callouts because I can't figure out where the fuck I am on the maps. Like, I'm not learning yeah. characters very well. I mean, maybe a little. Like, what I learned is all snipers in this kind of game are ops. Uh, that's just a fact, regardless of what the name of the gun is. Yeah. Um, all rifles are AKs, regardless of what the gun is. Yeah. All rifles are AKs. And, if there's a high up place to look out on something, it's called heaven. It doesn't Agreed. matter. Agreed. That's just what it's called. Yes. Um, so that's what I learned um, by watching Valorant streams for a few hours. Dude, and it's it's weird to see culture like come through like that because I saw one person calling a position get right, which get right is a player from counter-strike that um, oh really yes and he was famous for being one of the best stealth sort of backstab lurk players in all of the game especially the early on um and he was just he was dominant as just understanding what you would assume was covered and then going there at the right timing and then getting behind you and uh, so he oh. would lurk in spots like hidey holes and stuff like that. And it's just funny because there's a spot called Get Right in Counter-Strike that was he made famous by wrecking people from that spot. But then I don't think he made this spot in Valorant famous. I think they just were no, like, that kind of just... looks like Get Right. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is. People um, are just naming stuff after what it's kind of like from Counter-Strike because they know Counter-Strike. Yeah. So that's um, definitely Heaven. Heaven's definitely a Counter-Strike. Same with uh, Window or Mid or whatever. Like, Yeah. So, well, anyways, I think we did it justice. But uh, it's interesting. I mean, I'm definitely excited to play. I'm nervous about a lot of things. But I guess just, I don't know. It's just like, why is it that this was the weirdest thing about quarantine to me was watching summit with 250,000 viewers. Why was that like the, Oh my God, shit is really different right now. <laughs> <laughs> like this is not my normal Twitch. What the fuck is happening? 
anyways, cool. Um, really quick, other news stories are someone claims that Death Stranding and Zelda offer the clarity of hiking without the exhaustion. We're all stuck at home, so go for a virtual hike. Isn't that what VR is for? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah, but you can't recline on your couch in VR. Guess that makes sense. You actually have to stand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This just sounds horrible to me. Fuck virtual hikes. Like, I love Zelda, but, like, come on, man. Right? <laughs> they also like, didn't that's include that. uh, Daisy, which is, like, the original hiking with your friend simulator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking Daisy. So you're saying that? Wait, no, I was thinking World War Z. I was like, how is it? How, how does it compare? But God, I forgot there's a Daisy. <laughs> yeah, no, Daisy is like you spawn on the edge of the map, and you got to hike your ass to the other edge of the map to get loot. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like Battle Royales too, where it's like sometimes you play a game of Battle Royale, sorry, a night of games of Battle Royale, and you're like, did I do anything other than running, looting, and dying? I don't think I did. <laughs> Yo, I hear that. Why oh. isn't Red Dead Redemption 2 on that? That's basically hiking through mountains, if you so choose. Bro, but that actually fits thematically, because you're sitting there in your chair, and your chair is the horse, and the horse rides, right? Like, I can get into that. <laughs> I was going to say, because if you're not a lunatic, uh -huh. you're using a horse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Which oh. actually reminds me, my sister, she, like, texted me a photo. She bought three games for her ps4 last week which were hitman death stranding and red dead redemption 2 oh, shit. and she's like oh yeah. like which one should i play first and i was like well each of these games have like a different vibe to them so like it really depends on the vibe you're feeling and i guess she was feeling the red dead redemption 2 vibe because the next day i get a text from her with just a video with the caption riveting gameplay and it's just her in a horse-drawn <laughs> carriage like going oh, yeah. two miles an hour through oh, the yeah. mountains and she's like <laughs> riveting i was like yep honestly <laughs> look at the scenery appreciate the nature <laughs> like honestly i know this sounds so terrible but like i actually found that to maybe riveting is the wrong word but quality i found that to be like actually non-jokingly quality gameplay like yeah, oh, I but... agree. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> but my sister was just totally not for it. She was like, no. <laughs> she yeah. texted me then a picture of like her character taking a bath and she's like more riveting gameplay. And I'm like, but you got to spam square to scrub your scalp. <laughs> yeah. Do it, Claire. <laughs> you should just like, if, if you ever get I the I feel sense like Gabe and your sister should commiserate. Yeah. <laughs> Over Red Dead. Actually, wait. So Gabe, did you take the slow path through Red Dead or is that just like, fuck, fuck that? What do you mean? Just like chilling, you know, like like auto cameraing on your horse, just going from town to town, listening to the fucking slow guitar. Absolutely you know, like not. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I shot up the town, bro. Exactly. I was gonna say, Gabe, Gabe probably had like a five star most wanted in every single fucking town. I go hard, dog. Yeah. <laughs> like I shouldn't have crossed me. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody who even thinks about crossing me, mm mm. <laughs> I love yeah, the idea. You're like reading their mind. Like, yo, this one thought about it. It's like, he didn't say anything. Yeah, he thought about it. Get him. Like, all right. <laughs> all you have to do is is text your sister, though, if you feel like she's getting too antsy and too Gabe-like and just say, slow up now. Slow <laughs> up now. <laughs> so That's I haven't played this game, so I don't know that. Thank is you. that what he says all the time? He says this to his horse. 
Uh-huh. Hey, boy. He, he has this sort of, yeah, he has this like sort of sigh, this sort of deep. So, so Red Dead is based on a day cycle, but the gameplay is really tied to it in the sense of they kind of want you to leave your, your camp, do a day's worth of tasks, come back, and then they kind of want you to like turn the game off. You don't have to, but you totally Oh, so can. it's a mobile game. Yeah, and then you like, I think there's like what, currency, and then at one point it's a runner. Like, <laughs> yeah. you run at the screen, you have to like dodge through the three pathways. No, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's like Elena and I like would play it for like an hour or two hours, like at most in a session. We could play it for more if we wanted to, but it was so nicely tied up after that hour because you did the stuff, went back to your camp. You know, it's sun is setting, you're tired, it was a long day, good effort. You know, you can do some things for your camp and then you kind of take a new day with a new sort of vibe. You can do that. It's very nice to set up for that. So there's a lot of like exhausted, like, oh, it's the end of a long day. Like it was hard robbing that train today. <laughs> you know, you're so hard weird, McCoy. Bro, I played that shit in a camping chair. It was legitimate. Anyways. Okay, cool. So... <laughs> What else? Oh, Fallout and uh, is fine. Fallout seventy six is finally adding human NPCs. So Elena says, "Could this be the apocalyptic quarantine gaming experience that we're all waiting for?" And then she says, "Probably not." Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a with a hard no on that one. Um, okay. You know, two years later, adding the thing that people wanted the game for, um, which was like stories and interactable people in the world uh is just not enough to me to get that pe- to get people back into that buggy mess of a game that apparently was such a disaster back in the day uh yeah i just and i assume they're making you pay for this update because they're making you pay for fucking everything in that game yeah, I, I don't know, man. It says it's coming to Steam. So maybe maybe there's a world with which it comes with that that default or that thing in the Steam version. I don't fucking know. Dude, I see it, it on my Steam front page. But And what's the cost? 40 bucks. Damn. Damn, that's a lot. That's to pre-purchase it in Steam. Just to clarify, if it was a good Fallout game, I would happily pay $60. I, I do yeah, think but we it's are not. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> it's no, arguably are... the worst Fallout game. It's arguably I the think worst it's not game. Arguable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's sad. I feel really sad for that game. I feel sad for them. I feel sad that Fallout 4 wasn't as good as it needed to be to satisfy people to not be mad about this game. But um Dude. But like it felt like such a cash grab. Just Agreed. all the things that they did. Well, the idea was like you one know. multiplayer Fallout. That that could be cool. Like on premise, that that could... yeah. But the but the way that they did it, and then the way that they made people pay for, like, just random stuff that absolutely should have been in the game on launch for free. Um, yeah. and then they added a paid subscription service, uh, for their hardcore fans that are still playing the game. Yeah. Um, just yeah. to squeeze some more money out of them. Yeah. Dude, take that in the context of when was the last Elder Scrolls game and when will the next one be? Because in theory, Never. 
Starfield is next. And now, I mean, they haven't even shown gameplay of that. Um, By the way, I don't know if it's Starfield. It could be any of the other generic star names. <laughs> I don't remember, but it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It could be something like that. But the point is, yeah, I mean, they haven't even shown gameplay for that. So are we literally looking at like over 10 years, if not over, I don't even know how many, before they get Elder Scrolls out? I mean, it, it, does, does Bethesda game studios die before they get the next Elder Scrolls out? I mean, I don't think Bethesda's having necessarily any problems, but their game studio is not doing well they're not producing good games it's been so long like even if starfield's amazing they they're, need an elder they're continuously producing content in elder scrolls online which remains to be a popular mmo right uh they have no financial need to release the next elder scrolls game because they could just put all that content into elder scrolls online Oh, but see, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, man. Like, I know that that's what they're do. Like, I, I mean, know that's, that's explicitly what they're doing. I know that's what they're like doing. They've said it. No, I know, but like, that's a mistake. Like, to think that all the people who play and enjoy Elder Scrolls games, like, play MMOs, is like just purely not understanding all of the people that I know, <laughs> like myself, Elena, her sister. Like, do any of you guys? I mean, I know, I know, like, Gabe, you play MMOs, so maybe you're, like, the one person, but even you, you don't play Elder Scrolls Online, do you? Nope. Like, it's, the the Elder Scrolls is a massive thing. Like, it's a massive, like, even not, like, semi-gamers or, like, casual gamers or whatever term you want to use for people that are not as insane as we are. Like, even those people really enjoy that game, but they're like, fuck that. People, and talking to them online, fuck that noise, I want my solo adventure. Like, I want my magic, you know, where I whirl around and I stealth like people and kill them in slow motion. Like, it's, it's, to me, it's totally a different thing. Yeah. So, did you see? Oh, yeah, James. I totally agree with you. And yet, they're not going to make it because Elder Scrolls Online makes too much money. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that very well might be true. And I've heard it's better. Did you see there's a commercial? I saw it on Reddit that was about Elder Scrolls and it literally said the phrase, new content for skyrim or something like that and i was like oh shit they made a new expansion for skyrim and it was like no they put skyrim in the elder scrolls online (laughs) 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 they were like you guys like skyrim right we've made it on every game system evangelical we've made it in vr we've made it on fucking the switch now we've made it in our mmo (laughs) well that's what they did with um uh Morrowind, right? They put yeah. Morrowind into Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like they should. I guess they should. It's just, it's just funny to me. Like, I don't know. What a weird, what a weird world we live in. Okay, mm-hmm. we're done with those. We did it. We're done with all this stuff. You guys want to talk about gears? You want to get in there? How about this? How about this? Gears of War, right? We played Horde mode explicitly because it was a follow up to World War Z. It's Horde mode, and specifically the game moreover but horde mode specifically how do you feel those two modes compare that was something i asked a lot during our playthrough to be kind of cheeky but how how do they compare in your mind go zoe gears 5 is a lot more fleshed out than world war z's horde mode like world war z's horde mode was just simply like withstand the waves and maybe move about and secure some areas that pop up in the middle of a horde wave. Um, 
I think Gears 5, while, yes, like, the premises survive the waves of horror, like, the waves of the monsters coming through, like, it definitely seemed more thought out, fleshed out, and just a lot more, like, I don't know, I felt like teamwork was so much more necessary in Gears 5, and there was just a lot more substance within each wave of, like, tactics you can use, items you can get, roles that people play than World War mm. Z ever did. Um, like, case in point, like, I don't know, I play played the medic in World War Z, which is just kind of going around healing people, which is hard to do when they're all, like, flying around, blitzing around, whereas, like, I don't know... Being an engineer in Gears 5, I definitely felt like I had more of an impact going around, like, repairing all the turrets, especially in, like, the 150-wave horde mode that we guys, like, we ended up winning. Mm -hmm. Like, I just definitely felt like I played more of an impact than just trying to run around spamming four and trying not to heal myself <laughs> and healing myself anyway and being like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. James, do you feel bad that they nerfed the slasher class? in uh, gears and <laughs> you could no longer just <laughs> melee everyone <laughs> um no i mean i think that he he didn't the... he didn't get to slash he got to batista bomb <laughs> hell yeah yeah batista bomb <laughs> yeah uh yeah so for some reason they put the wrestler batista in this game um <laughs> and they also put the Terminator in this game yeah. and um and Sarah Connors, that's her name, right? Sarah Connor from the yeah. Terminator. What? Sarah Connor. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Sarah Connor. Um yeah, that movie I'd like maybe saw or didn't. Um reasonable. <laughs> uh so I was playing as Batista. And they put his, like, signature move in the game for, like, a glory kill or whatever it's called. Um, so that was fun as heck to just go over and just do wrestling moves on dying aliens. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with Zoe. I think that this game is much, much more fleshed out, more thought through, um... And, I mean, just kind of more, I want to say more joy was put into creating this game. Like, actual, actual, like, serious love for the the genre, for, for pushing things forward. Um, <clears throat> like, it, um, it, hmm. the 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 50 rounds on the uh difficulty that we were playing it on um which was not easiest and it wasn't second easiest but it might have been third easiest uh out mm -hmm. of like 8 or something um was a challenge uh for a while uh we managed to find a really good place to uh control and then like powered up to infinity after a while, but that, that was fun. 
Um, and it definitely felt like, I mean, we were always at a chance of dying, uh, which through a 50 round game mode, I feel like you kind of need for it to not get super boring. Yeah. Um, so the way they balanced it was definitely, uh, I would say successful. Yeah. Just to clarify, just to clarify a little bit on the, the difficulty that we did do in case other people are curious about it. Um, we did a 50 round traditional horde mode and we're saying that, and we're making that distinction because they added this thing called feature or sorry, frenzy horde mode or horde frenzy. Or I think it's horde frenzy where it's a shorter, like 12 round, uh, horde mode. And we can get into that in a second, but basically, yeah, we did the 50 round with increased enemy damage so that they're lethal. Um, but for our first one and the one we ended up succeeding, we didn't increase their health. So we did a custom game that would allow us to do this because traditionally you have to choose. You can't restart when you die. Then you have to choose enemies get more health. Then you have to choose in a, in a, in a sequential order. It must be one, two, three. Like you can't pick and choose. Uh, but we did a custom mode to pick and choose what we wanted because I wanted people to have... I wanted enemies to be lethal so that you were threatened by them and they could always threaten you. But I also wanted you to be lethal also. So it's, so it's about controlling the engagement. Both of you can kill each other. It's just about choosing the right fight. Um, and then you and when people have a ton of health, it becomes a different, it becomes more of a numbers game, especially with all the turrets you have, right? Like you have to really chew through all of their health, um, which can be quite an ask to do. And um, we also beat a horde frenzy mode where we had all three difficulties. Because at that point, it's a, online thing you can't do it custom or at least i wasn't able to find it mm -hmm. so we so that one where that where those fuckers were like still alive after like an hour of us kiting them that was because they had the double health and also because i don't know like they destroyed all our shit so right but, yeah. yeah 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 but yeah it's just it's cool that in the custom games you can you can tinker with the difficulty a little bit that i in all of the games that i play i like to have increased damage for myself and increased damage for the enemies so it's about being first to the fight. It's about being smart about choosing the engagements. And it's not about bullet spongy sort of feeling of the enemies where that can still be very powerful, especially when you're doing like a tower stuff and it becomes like an RPG and it's just about like what's our DPS versus what's their health that they're throwing at us. That's a different style of game uh, and still fun. But I tend to prefer more of the I can kill you if I headshot you and you can kill me if I'm out of position. So it's kind of, it's kind of that more style. Um, so hopefully that came across. Yeah um no that was i think i enjoy that game play as well like the end of that frenzy where we had two bosses that both had ridiculous amounts of health it was it just, just kind of annihilated our defense system <laughs> within like five seconds of yeah the yeah <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> so james tell me how mad were you that while Zoe is talking about the engineer gameplay that was fun and scaled into the late game and she felt like she was having an impact and you compare that to Batista bombs, which gets harder and harder to pull off as there's more enemies and they do more damage and have more health. <laughs> and, and you were sort of anti-scaled against for the way you were trying to play. How does that make you feel? Um, I mean, so I definitely started feeling like I had less of an impact over time. Um, but that was okay. Cause I was still having fun. Um, 
I think, I mean, I've never played that class, the engineer class. Um, and it definitely seems like it would also be fun. Um, but I mean, the, the Batista bomb thing is, is available to everyone if they choose to go for foolish things instead of hiding behind chest high walls, um, which is the name of the game in, uh, gears of five. Um, correct. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it didn't feel unbalanced or anything it's just it, it, the the glory kills just became like rarer and more like oh yeah i was able to pull this off uh <laughs> That's awesome. in the middle of combat or like oh yeah i was uh, uh, oh i died oh shit help <laughs> help um <laughs> there was a non-trivial amount of like batista bomb attempting that i think led to an increase in temporary difficulty <laughs> yeah yeah when you had to save my ass because i had run out in order to try and do some crazy shit yeah um these things happen but yeah i mean i i was recognizing that that the challenge was uh dropping off a little bit and i thought that we all needed to be on our feet you know on our toes <laughs> a little bit more yeah uh, yeah that so. makes sense fair point yeah yeah respect that um, I respect the hustle um and yeah i mean i don't know i think it's fun it's it's just a fun thing to put that kind of silly move i mean the other ones are like you lift up their dead corpse in the air with your chainsaw (laughs) and then just like turn it on and have them slice through as their corpse is falling to the ground so it's a little bit of an over-the-top concept, no matter whether you're doing silly wrestling moves or just ridiculous over-the-top gore things. It's truly the little things in life. <laughs> <laughs> the little Batista bombs. Yeah, I guess yeah. for those who have not heard of Gears or have not seen Gears, uh, it's just famous for its just over-the-top gore uh, yeah. and greediness. And back in the day, it was famous for Unreal Engine things like the color brown (laughs) which they have since changed and actually it's a beautiful colorful game these days but back in the day it was brown gritty you know hardcore chainsaw on the end of your gun what's sicker than a gun what's sicker than a sword it's a chainsaw on the end of your gun Gabe, yeah can you tell can you tell us a little bit about gabe is our resident gears expert uh and like how has horde mode changed at all? Do you know? Like, have you, have you, is that something you've, you've played a lot or? Yeah. So, uh, horde mode, I think was introduced in gears of war two. Um, and that was just like a thing you really did with like your like local friends. Um, I don't think, I don't think it had online play at that point, but it might have. (laughs) Uh, and then gears of war three is when they introduced like matchmaking to it. Um, and you could actually like, uh, then, yeah, have like an online team, and then also build defenses because they didn't have that before either. It was just like see how far you can survive, and that's it. It's kind of like uh, Nazi zombies in the first uh, World at War game, right? When that first came out, um, simplified, just see how long you survive. That's it. 
So then, yeah, when three came out, they added actual like defenses, and I think they added like the. It it might still have been just survive as long as you can, but with like added defenses and stuff. I can't remember. Um, and then actually, something cool they did for three that they haven't brought back since was they had beast mode, which was basically reversed. So you played as one of the monsters. And you had to get through defenses and kill, like, AI soldiers who were playing as the defenders. Oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's really it's really unique and cool, and I'm kind of sad they'd never brought it back, but oh well. Um, and then I never played Gears of War 4, really, so I don't know how that horde mode was. But then we fast forward to Gears of War 5, where the horde mode is... Still has matchmaking, still has defenses, but they've added classes now. So each character is a different class that brings different things to the table. So you can have special abilities, um, and most importantly, different characters can only buy different things from like the, the fabricator, which is where you buy your defenses and build everything. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting design. That I don't necessarily hate, but it is like kind of unfortunate that only the engineers can build like everything and are essentially the most useful and effective characters. Yeah, so they give you some amount of money at the beginning of your run, and it definitely seems like the one good strat is everybody except the engineer just dumps all their money into the bank. And then the engineer spends it all. Yeah. Um, Sometimes a little too willy nilly where you spend so much that you're like, okay, guys, we cannot take any damage to any facilities. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoops. Hey, do you guys have anything more Mama to donate? went shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just easy to upgrade a tower to like, just spend all your money. You're just like, press the upgrade button once. And then you're like, oh, I'll just crash it a couple more times. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's all of your money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and this is especially true in uh, the Horde Frenzy mode, <clears throat> where you start with 10k, like, mm-hmm. and your rate is accelerated. Like, I don't know if give all your money to the engineer is the best strat. I definitely haven't. I've almost exclusively only played engineers, and I've, I just once we set up good defenses like one time, like Gabe and I did, I was like, oh my god, like <laughs> this is everything. <laughs> we have to do this. Like, I don't. There was like there were rounds where I remember like. I mean, Gabe's always kills a ton of people because that's just what he does. He's essentially as a better turret. But like, other than that, like the do you remember Gabe? The random people on our team had like one or two kills each, and the turrets that I had, I didn't kill anybody. But the turrets I had had like twenty kills, like every round. Like it was just on the back of like these turrets was the only way we could survive. And if anyone left the turrets, they were just murdered immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it just kind of gets there. And so once I saw that, I was like, okay. I don't know if this is the only strategy, but it's the only strategy I'm ever going to do. And my group is going to fucking donate their shit to the fabricator because what the fuck? This is sick. Um, So it's funny that we think this horde mode is more fleshed out. And I would agree it is. But it's you're saying, Gabe, this is the first time that they've actually introduced classes at all. And that would be the engineer and that would be potentially the defenses. Or could you buy defenses before that? No, yeah. So you could buy defenses previously, but everybody could buy anything. Oh, so they've limited it for this game. And actually, okay, yeah. so that's, okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, but I don't that, think they that, had as many defenses, like, that were, like, like variations of, like, what to buy, but it was, like, everybody could buy whatever they had. 
whatever defenses yeah. were available in the game, like in Gears of War three and I presume Gears of War four, uh, anybody mm-hmm. could buy them. Yeah. So that's something I think is is worth considering uh, as a design choice here that I think we could sit at and ponder. At least I would, because I don't know. I, 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 f- I think defenses are so important. At least the way we played it, it was so important. But I think it would be really important otherwise. I mean, it's just so hard. They do so much work. Like I would have loved to have they figure out a way. Because it's, like, very minimal what people can buy. Like, when I was playing Sarah Connor, I could buy a shock turret. And I could buy, I think, a decoy or something like that. But the point is, I can buy them at level one, and that's all I can do. Like, I can't even so level my own one up. My character could buy, like, barbed wire and a decoy. And that was it. And you can't level them up either, right? Yeah. And you can't repair them without spending $10,000 on a repair tool that replaces your pistol. Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that... um, That, like, buying defenses is the only good strat based on the way that all of the people that... uh, that uh queued into us because this is an online horde mode even though we had four people uh it's like a five person game mode and so some of the ways that we played we had to have randoms join us and every single one of them that seemed to know what they were doing immediately just dumped all their money into the bank yeah um so i think that your strat is the one strat uh, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it is. You just, yeah, you just cannot yeah. survive without turrets. Uh, yeah. There are just too many enemies, and that's fine. I think that that's actually it's good, and you know, funnel all of the money into buying turrets makes a lot of sense. There isn't a whole lot that you can do with money outside of that, except to buy like upgrades for yourself. But the upgrades are feel deeply marginal. Yeah, um, don't they? Like, ammo regeneration after each round goes up slightly uh, is one of the upgrades. But there's ammo on the ground. Ammo regenerates anyways at a pretty reasonable rate. And um, and then there's turrets that just have shitloads of bullets. Like, I don't feel like we were ever really strapped for ammo. And you can just buy a new gun from the from the fabricator thing for just a little bit more than upgrading your ammo regeneration. So that one feels like it's not helpful at all. Plus, also, more health is yeah. helpful, but you if you're if you die, you just come back at the end of the round, and it's kind of hard to die because like you fall down first and then. Like an enemy has to glory kill you or whatever it's called in this game. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure glory kill is from Doom, but whatever. Um, (laughs) I think in this game it's um, called execute. Yeah, whatever. Uh, (laughs) So like your ally and your ally can pick you up by like pushing X. It's not even like hold it for 10 seconds. It's like they push X and you stand back up. Uh, so getting more health feels like marginal. Um, 
and I don't even remember what the other two were because I didn't buy them. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just like money equals better turrets. Yeah. Better defense repairs and stuff. But then on the and repairs on the other side of that, though, it leads then to what I would say is a feeling of like legitimate teamwork. Like, yeah, like I was always thankful as an engineer uh, and I technically wasn't playing an engineer, I was playing a side engineer, but I'm sure Zoe can attest to this, but maybe not. But I was always thankful when someone donated money to me for the team. And so like they would always get like a thumbs up from me in a serious way, like, thank you. I appreciate this. I'm gonna put this to good work. I'm gonna help us. Like, and that felt like a good team cooperation moment there, where it's like, bro, I'm gonna go out there, kill some people, get some currency, and I'm gonna bring it back here so we can build these defenses. And then you're not gonna go out there and kill anybody. You're just gonna stand in here and basically not use a gun unless you have to. Like, but I appreciate you doing that and here's some currency for it. So at least like for me, I always liked that exchange from a teamwork perspective. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, a lot of what I was doing when we were successful was, um, like going out, killing people, collecting money and bringing it back to the bank. Um, and like, like securing. Like you and Gabe went on that mission to like go get the, what was that? energy tap generating or something yeah the tap like you and gabe went on some like duo mission to yeah like, secure the tap fight club yeah exactly <laughs> fight club <laughs> um memes were had <laughs> <laughs> so we these like energy taps will appear it doesn't seem to be randomly around the map it does seem to be kind of like there are very specific locations that they will appear in and the ones that they, the ones that happen to appear is random, but it's like, you can plan around it. Um, they were on the opposite side of the map from our setup. Um, and the enemies go to those things to destroy them. So we were just like really far away, just doing our best to survive and, keep the economy up yeah and it felt like they were by design across from us it felt like we had picked a really safe spot and they wanted those taps to be less safe they not by a ton though and i appreciated that like they were defensible but you kind of needed to like intend to defend them and accept that the beginning is going to be harder because you're going to need more uh, barbed wire or whatever to like truly wall, like wall everything off you might need more turrets but then the result of that mm-hmm. is you're going to get more currency every round and so it's like this like cool like how can we incentivize people to get out of their shell um and, and not turtle at quite as hard to push them a little bit and in a sort of organic way um i know there were certain maps we played where i felt like uh, and this was you know back actually james you might have been there for this but it was back you know a year or so ago when we played this when it was like we started out with our turtle and then a tap's like right outside our door. So then we moved our defenses like over to protect that tap. And there was another tap. We moved it over and it was like organically we're moving our defenses perimeter like to, to encapsulate these taps if possible. Um, the one that yeah. we all play they were across the map, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like that yeah. can happen. And that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so all that stuff is, and then, you know, you need more currency, but you get more currency out of this thing. And so, and, you know, you need a person to mine that tap, which takes a little bit of time in between rounds and stuff. So people kind of have stuff to do, like, and they kind of need to be 
doing it. Like when you guys were running out collecting currency in the world in between rounds, like that's when I'm repairing shit. Um, or, you know, looking at what we can move where or what. And so it's like, there's kind of this like flow of like, there's the intensity of the rounds, but then the rounds slow down a little bit for the in-between and everyone kind of has to go do some shit and they don't have a ton of time. Um, and so like nobody was skipping any rounds. You could in the beginning, but like we weren't skipping rounds as in skipping the round time in between to like, just, okay, next wave. It's like, no, like we got shit to do, like to keep it going. Like everyone like stay present with what they need to do. So that's, that to me is like really cool. I feel like it's kind of like a in the zone sort of game where like you just, mm-hmm. you have to stay in the zone and you have to remember like what's the prime directive here. Keep everything repaired, whatever is my, usually my prime directive. So it's just like, just keep on that. Know what I need to be doing in the different phases and then just like execute, execute, execute. Yeah. And, um, another cool thing. I mean, I really like that you can decide where to put the turrets in this game uh as opposed to world war z where you choose which of the turret locations you want to place your uh your turret sometimes they're facing weird directions and shit yeah and it's like why did they choose this one is it because it would have been too busted if it was like 60 degrees in a different angle like (laughs) I got the sense. It's yes. like, why is this turret facing a wall? <laughs> <laughs> this is the I'm rich turret. This is the vanity turret that you buy just in case yeah. you're fucking loaded. <laughs> exactly. And I just, I don't know. I just, it didn't make me feel, it makes me feel less invested. Yeah. Um, when that kind of decision is made for the gameplay. Um, like, I was not buying turrets because I literally couldn't, which I think is a mistake in the gameplay of this game. I think that they decided to make classes yeah. and kind of, like, dug themselves into a hole there. Yeah. Um, because you can choose roles without classes. Like, that's okay. Um, yeah, I think, like, if there's one improvement I'd make, like, I know another another thing, like, the engineer would do is, like, the engineer can move faster when placing, uh, when p- placing barriers and turrets. Right. It would have been cool to see, like, at the very beginning when you're, uh, moving the, what's the little box called? That you're the fabricator. The, the fabricator. Like, so when you're moving the fabricator at the very beginning one person can like attach onto the fabricator and move it quicker. Like if two Mm -hmm. people are carrying it versus one, Mm. it would have been cool if they implemented that in the barrier and turret placing as well. Only because like, I know sometimes it would have been really cool if like maybe, okay, for this 30 seconds that we need to prepare defenses, maybe like we want to have a turret just be a little bit further out of the base than we can possibly get to. So instead of everyone, you know, carrying one turret, we'll have two people latch onto this turret and carry it further than before as a way to maybe try to coax you to like shift your defenses around a little bit more. Mm. Um, Cause I feel like that was another reason why we turtled a lot was just because you couldn't move those 
barriers all that far. And so the incentive to move them further out to possibly shift defenses was very low if you found something that worked. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, Agreed. Or like, you know, changing it so that the engineer is the only one that can like have somebody help them move it, you know? So, yeah. So that like you, it's very useful to have an engineer moving stuff around uh, because two people can move stuff around with an engineer um, and not restrict purchasing to a specific class. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm with that. I mean, there's dude, that's such an interesting idea. There's all sorts of shit you could do with that. Like you could do engineer can move at a normal speed, but two people can move at an engineer speed or something like that. Two non-engineers can move at an engineer speed with one thing or yeah. There's like cuz like I, a lot of times it was like there was like left and right people. Now like an engineer runs around and does everything, but like sometimes it felt like there was two people on the left side and two people on the right side. Um, just in a given wave. And if you could coordinate those two people together to say, here's where we're going to move stuff once this wave stops, like, go. And then they both start moving shit together. Like, that would be fucking rad. So, yeah. 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 Uh, Another thing that I really like that, at least as much as we got of World War Z, we never got, was I liked the boss rounds a lot. And I like the fact that the boss rounds in horde mode were very predictable. Like World War Z had its bosses, like with the with with the bull and the creeper and all that. Those aren't but they bosses. Were, yeah, they're they're not really bosses as much as just they're they're harder things to kill. They're like the equivalent of like the the monsters in Gears Five with the freeze gun. I forget what those ones are called. Scions. Um, yeah, like the Scions. I feel like those were like the equivalent of all of the bosses in World War Z. Yeah. And like World War Z's rounds only got harder because it's like, oh, we're just going to have like, instead of one bull cam at you, we're going to have three come at you in the same location. And like, that was their challenge. Um, whereas like, I liked having the boss rounds and gears five a lot just because, and, and I like the fact that they were predictable, like every 10 rounds, at least in the horde mode with 50 mm-hmm. rounds total. Like I like that every 10 rounds we knew, okay, a boss is coming up. So then we knew like, all right, we're on wave 38. We've got to start, you know, saving up money or, Oh, we're on wave 38. Let's start collecting some of these big guns around the battlefield and storing them in the armory here. And that was kind of our tactic for the one horde mode that we won, where it was just like boss right, everyone grab a chain gun yeah. off the armory and just pump that shit into <laughs> the boss. <Yeah. laughs> Which I actually like I somewhat so I love that strategy all to the end of the earth. And it was like it it all actually I think I wanna say James came up with this back in the day, where he was like, Yo, I have one of these like cryo things. Can I freeze the boss? And I was like, No. <laughs> Is what my instinct told me, and what I said out loud, and he was like, "Actually, dude, check this right. out." <laughs> That's right. It was against the horde, the, the the swarm, like the swarm, and I was like, "Yo, can I freeze this?" And you were definitely like, "No, you can't freeze this." And I was like, "I'm gonna try," <laughs> and then it just froze, and the whole thing just stopped, and it was like, "Oh, oh we can now God. 
dump damage into this thing and it's no longer the threat that it used to be right and so like i kind of wish that we had like you had seen that level of the the progression zoe because that's bosses in the 50 that we played were like almost a non-issue because we had our shit so on lock which i again like i love it's Mm. like we solved it already um but you just didn't see the fear in our eyes for the boss rounds before that before we figured that shit out before we figured out that we needed to be like armoring exactly enough weapons so that they have like basically everyone just pulls one out and i yeah james i remember you freeze it was like you slowed the the thing as it the swarm as it flew overhead uh and i remember yeah. like you couldn't quite freeze it and then we were like oh fuck two cryos on this thing and then just two chain guns like that's the fucking way and uh, right that is the fucking way like we had a such an elegant solution to boss rounds in our horde mode that it was just like it, it was awesome it was awesome i just i wish i wish i wish you had seen the the, the true fear before the solution but <laughs> the solution and the execution of it was so awesome um just because you could do it like they would literally come out uh and we were playing positionally in such a way that we could see and james mentioned this because we had had other maps where we had not been as successful where we were holed up so much that bosses kind of showed up at your doorstep and they can't you can't let them do that you need to shoot them before that because they'll just walk through your defenses and destroy everything it'd be huge expensive and you can't you don't have much room to fall back so in the round mm-hmm. that we were successful there was a lot of ability for us to see out for feet, hundreds of feet uh and so we could see the boss from a huge distance away and so we could kind of fight them before they hit our turrets and shoot them before they hit our turrets. So it was like, we just had such a science for these bosses, man. Like they didn't stand a chance. Like for that matter, the 50th wave was fucking a breeze <laughs> because we were That's just right. so set up. Like that was it. It was yeah. just like, our turrets are here. We have the guns. Let's fucking go. <laughs> We have the one turret with like 95 kills on it. So we know it's optimal. Yeah, dude, exactly. So, so, so I think, so what we experienced and what I was, I was hoping we were going to get there with one of these games. Um, and I think we did with this game. And that's not to say we couldn't have gotten there with World War Z. I found it harder. I didn't fully understand it as well, like how to optimize it and how to work together in the same way. Um, but we got to the point of this co-op game that i think is like the the dream which is that you play around you you essentially win uh at a difficulty that was challenging but that tested your system because we had a coordinated system of people are dumping money to the engineer they're uh always running around putting turrets on everything like i bought the second repair tool so i could help um and i can move shit but i can't upgrade it um and like you know gabe is literally just murdering everyone and by the way also reviving everyone i do want to shout out gabe was the best reviver of all time and it wasn't even close something about gabe's situational awareness is like just better than mine at least (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what also our uh our our ai fifth teammate Oh my God! Peak Huge. reviver. Huge. <laughs> That's true. Dude, shout out AI yeah. MVP. Dude, it didn't matter if you were surrounded by five monsters; that AI would just charge at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got you, dude. There was one time where the AI went down, and I remember like 
no one responding immediately because it's not a person on mic calling that they're down. And I was like, are we really going to do this guy like that? Like he has run through the fire and flames for us and he's actually down for the first time ever. Should we pick him up? So we did. Um, but it was just like, <laughs> dude, yeah. So I think the That's AI right. is a, is just designed off of Gabe's algorithm to save people. <laughs> <laughs> but just maybe they turned off fear or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Exactly. So so what we got to in this game was like a, a very beautiful moment in co-op gaming where you have a system that you're actually using. It's strategy that you have put in place that everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone is doing. Everyone is in the zone. Everyone is doing their best to maintain that system. Like James is Batista bombing people and that's what he's going to do. Um, <laughs> like he's getting the fucking taps for extra currency when absolutely... When, when possible, you know, like they're, it's, everyone's doing this to get the most they can out of the system and we win, but it was not easy. And this is the moment where we actually can sit there and realistically say we could test our system further. Like we waltzed through that 50 round, 50th round so easily we could turn the difficulty up. So it's mm -hmm. not a matter of how good or bad or experienced or not experienced we are as players we built a system together we cooperated in a way that is stronger than that difficulty so we can now turn it up in a serious way and we could and we could continue to turn it up until it's fucking insane because that system was working so well like and that's where the co-op games to me are always really really fun is that it's like you've it's not just you're beating them on a hard difficulty because you're good it's because you've devised a system and that system is now being tested and now you're willing to put more load on it because you've ironed out the kinks as best you can and you're willing to see like how far it'll go. And I suspect we could go quite a bit further with it. Um, and that's a fucking team. That's like a legitimate team working together. And it's just, it's fucking cool. Like it's, to me, that's so, there's so much more opportunity for that in this game than there is in like World War Z. But also like, oh yeah, just like, in general, like that's actually hard to do. Just in general, even if a game supports it, like actually making it us all work together in a way that actually works and keeping us on the same page is is hard. But but we fucking got there and like that's what co-op's about. And so now we could literally turn the fucking burner up if we wanted to. Uh and just see how far that system can really seriously go. And I bet you we could go far and it'd be fucking insane um and fun. So that's like so cool uh that we did that. So I don't know. That's I do the dream, love that bro. like feeling yeah. of like when the boss comes out, it's generally like, oh fuck. You know, yeah. like it just it feels more real in Horde for me than it did in uh in World War Z. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Right. It was just like, oh, bull, bull's coming at me. Guys, yeah. guys, just get the ball, please. Whereas in Gears 5, it was definitely like oh shit <laughs> everyone back off we gotta run yeah. <laughs> and you kind of could like like world war z wouldn't really let you make a defense sturdy enough because you couldn't place towers you couldn't place barbed wire you didn't feel like you could cut off enough angles to have like everyone kind of focused on shit like we created lanes people make fun of lanes in multiplayer maps and that's how they're designed but it's how people can focus like people had, what brian <laughs> shout out to brian, brian our newest listener yeah. <laughs> three lane upper section down section dude exactly yeah. yeah but that's what makes sense we had a left and middle and a right and so we could like we could focus 
in a way that like it wasn't like a boss was just surprising us like it was coming and we could see it and it's coming from the left people can attend to it as opposed to a bull just appearing taking a random person down there's nothing they can do about it unless they're james and they can taser them like unless that happens so james has to be on permanent bull duty like he's has to he has to be managing everything and you can never really see it like far enough ahead but in this case no they're signaled they're left like we can do this so yeah that allowed us to work together to actually solve it which was kind of cool um yeah yeah fuck yeah working together um cool like it's just cool like i i difficulty sliders also oh go ahead it's free with the game pass with the xbox game pass which is awesome yeah well i guess like the game pass is a cost but it's cheap and then you get it with sure yeah yeah yeah. but it's a lot cheaper than 60 bucks yeah and isn't that a great way for everyone to get into it and try it out like like zoe you never would have bought this game for 60 yeah there's no fucking way right no not for not full price no (laughs) i mean i probably wouldn't have bought this game 60 bucks um i definitely wouldn't have back a year ago when we played it together the first time um Mm -hmm. but i did get the game pass and you know now that i think about it i might have spent 60 bucks on the game pass by now um but i've played numerous games with it not just this one so well there you go yeah all the worst. Huh. And also, and we to... are not sponsored by the Game Pass, but uh, Microsoft, if you're hearing this, hit us up. Uh, Tyranny of Just Thumbs give us Game Pass for free, and we will literally do anything. Um, <laughs> I want to voice somebody in Gear 6. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Wait, the give us voice your take right now. To... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, give us your take, Gabe. Just give us a Gears line. Do you know any Gears lines? Uh... Do something that Dell would say. What Del. does Dell say? <laughs> Meet my friends. No, so you can't do Dell. Say, say, okay, if you can. The closest I could do would probably be like uh, Marcus Phoenix. Yeah, Marcus, like, bro. Uh, oh, that's a popular line. I remember in, in Gears 2, there's a great line from the campaign where uh, they're like in a helicopter flying into like a war zone. And the recruit guy's like, I hear there's like a shitload of grubs down there, sir. And he's like, yeah, more like 10 shitloads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some, Oh fucking my God. Choice the genius line. writing. <laughs> it's so cheesy, <laughs> but it's so good. Do you remember the one Gabe, you were telling me from this game, there was one about like, it's, it's Marcus Phoenix is like an old character now. Like he used to be the main character from back in the day. Now he's an old character and he has like a garden that they destroy. <laughs> My fucking you know tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Like, so they destroy his garden and he's like, fuck it. Like he's basically like revs the chainsaw. <laughs> All right, fuck these people. Oh. That, oh, that's that is so something funny. I want to briefly touch in on because like, even though we played multiplayer horde mode and that was like the focus for this episode i did dabble a little bit in the i guess you can do it multiplayer but i did do like single player campaign just because i was curious about the story and i have to say this is actually a pretty compelling story and characters like they had this whole previously on gears at the beginning and i watched that whole cinematic like 
prequel pre-trailer i don't know but like i watched that and i was like shit i've got to buy some of the the earlier games because i actually want to play yes it looks really good (laughs) (laughs) i swear every six months gabe just comes over here and he says so what if we played every halo and what if we played every gears like that's just like the sell every six months it's gonna happen (laughs) dude you're right it, I mean, Gabe, it's true, right? You've played all these stories. Like, I hear they're good. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of like my thing about, like, earlier when we talked about, like, what potential games coming up that we could all play and, like, mm. what we could all bring to the table. I'm always like, well, shit, dude. I, like, only play AAA games. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, hey, are you guys uh, want to get invested in a long-ass game? the whole <laughs> Halo Oh my god, my internet is such shit right now. What the Dude, fuck? Believe, believe, bro. <laughs> What's really hilarious is that we are trying our best to pretend like it's not happening, and the recording locally on your computer will absolutely know that it's not happening. So there is a world with which, outside of this soliloquy that I just went on about it, where we could actually one <laughs> internet like problems. It's... Exactly. Yeah, and that would have been hilarious if I had heard anything that McCoy just said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God damn it. But I did not because my internet is atrocious right now. Oh, God. There's it's a storm. probably because right? the wind is blowing at like 70 miles per hour outside my door. Door? Window. Uh, house. Whatever. It's probably blowing outside of Words. your door, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> oh, my God. We're trying to survive here, but the weather is is doing its best to take us offline. Um, yeah, we thought it would be coronavirus, but it. It was, in fact, not. <laughs> the weather. Yeah, the weather's still important. Nature's like, bro, I have many facets. Weather. You know, impressive nature. <laughs> 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 Damn. I didn't know I wanted that until just now. Maybe I'll clip that. Just, the weather. <laughs> just like let it evolve and just like. <laughs> oh, that's so good. What the fuck? What the fuck, dude? Oh. I guess I guess to go back to what you're saying, Gabe, I feel like it is only a matter of time before I feel like you gotta force these motherfuckers, me included, to play some of these games. I've been think good. thinking about potentially Mass Effect. Maybe probably more like Mass Effect oh, 2. That is a brilliant idea. And I think I was thinking about that too, the atmosphere in that game, bro. I feel like oh, from it's what unparalleled. you hear like Right? So that might be something Zoe would enjoy. And like, I don't know about James. He's a wild card. Nobody understands him. If it's not a platform, I don't understand what he likes. <laughs> but I agree, man. I agree. Um, but I'm so happy to hear that Zoe wants to go back and play the older gears. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely try and well, I know Gears of War 4 and Gears 5 are on the Xbox Game Pass. So that is my limitation, I suppose, when it comes to playing the story of this game. True. But um, really good. Really like the visuals. As corny as the writing is, it makes me chuckle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's really well done. So I have to give it that, you know, despite the corniness. Heck, even the tutorial in Gears 5 had me chuckling (laughs) just because it's like, I don't know. It's like press shift to see your objective and it's like the guy in the screen's like, you know, pr- you know, activate your HUD so you can see you can see the robot. And he's just like, 
or the robot's name is Dave. First of all, that's hilarious. I love the fact that there's a robot named Dave in this game because it's such it's such a I don't know just generic name to name like a high tech robot. But it's just like yeah, activate your HUD so you can see Dave behind the wall. You press Shift and he's like, oh look. I see Dave. <laughs> like, yeah. He says it this like really bored tone. I love it. It's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, yeah. Dude, totally. Like, the, this is an established franchise for a reason. It's just so weird. It's just been an X, it's been locked up in Xbox land, you know? And so. Yeah. And so I'm really glad that they've kind of opened it up for, uh, you know, more players. Cause let's be honest, I probably will not get an Xbox ever. I've got my PS4, I've got my PC, and that's probably going to be the extent. I've got my Switch. I'm tempted <laughs> that, to just... You've got everything else. I'm tempted to just every- mail my Xbox One to Zoe just to play all... It has all of the Gears games on it. Just play them. Dude. I mean, Damn. you could do it. I mean, like, I don't actually know if it's legal to send anything in the mail right now, but... <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. Just a wedding gift. Wedding gift. Gabe just brings yeah, his Xbox yeah. over. My <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> I will say, though, it's um of all the consoles to not get, I think the Xbox might be the best one in the future because, or maybe right now, but going into the future because uh, Microsoft has been by far the most progressive uh, if in, in terms of bringing their stuff to PC and re- and thinking of PC as another one of their consoles in a way. Um, that's why Gears 5 is here. That's why it runs so well on PC is they really cared about it. I think the next step for them, and I don't know if they've started to do this, um, but the next step for them is to do these remasters that they do on their consoles, that everyone does on their consoles and put them out on PC. Like, what if there was a Gears anthology on PC? Like, that would be fucking rad. Like, that would be the way you could... I mean, obviously, if Gabe brings his fucking Xbox over, that solves everything. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they did remaster they, they kind of... Gears One for the PC. Really? Yeah, I don't know oh, about shit. two and three, but Gears One for sure is on PC. So there we fucking go. Oh shit! That's sick. How do you get that? The Xbox. I can't store? wait to bask in shades of gray and brown. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, for real though. For real though. <laughs> I mean, it's a little colored up with the remaster, but yeah, there's a lot of grays and browns. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's red for when you chainsaw people. But other than that. <laughs> I will say oh, also man. the story uh, for Gears is there's deceptively like a lot of like big feels. It gets emotional, and that's not what I was expecting, but God, I loved it. Ooh. I've heard. Yeah. Gabe has big told me this. chainsaw, man. Exactly. Yeah. It really oh, makes yeah, you wonder, am I into this? Am I suddenly <laughs> into men? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> got it. Um, <laughs> got it. Whew, that was, whew. anyways. That was close. You almost missed that one. Yeah, thank God. Um, so uh, another thing I would say, though, if you do get the other Gears games, uh, Zoe, that um, one of the big selling points back in the day on Xbox when it first came out that I imagine is still true is it was one of the first games that you could seriously play local co-op the whole way through, like in a meaningful way, like with two people. Um, so just consider that maybe you and Brandon want to play it. I don't know, but like um, it's just something that like, it was so impressive back in the day going over to friends houses and playing like the story mode, which was the single player mode, that mode that you never play because you're the friend, you don't actually own the console, but you're playing that full with them and you're, working together in a team and like it's fucking rad 
So something to consider. Obviously, you know, you do what you do, but it's just, it just that was a huge, amazing part of it back in the day. And I think it's still true now, but like that in Halo, those, in fact, that's kind of, honestly, that's kind of Xbox's vibe. That's kind of what they were up to was multiplayer games back in a time when PlayStation wasn't doing it. And Nintendo still doesn't do it today. Uh, and, (laughs) (laughs) and local co-op, there was some local co-op on PlayStation for sure. But like Halo was like, bro, bring your friends over. You're going to play four people in Halo all on the same Xbox, all on the same TV playing through the campaign. Well, it's also crazy is Microsoft has become a huge proponent now for cross uh, platform play. Mm -hmm. In fact, really it's, just sony who's holding everybody back now dude i've heard rumors. but the, i mean that's the power position move though right is like you know they have the market share so they don't need the cross play right i mean yeah but even like people you know in the sony the sony verse want it yeah that is true yeah no sony's coming around at least a little bit i've heard there's rumors that they're going to start putting games like um this might not even be a rumor anymore. I think this might be official, but, uh, Oh God, Gabe, what's that game where you fight, you like hunt these like robots, uh, robot animals. They're like these big, like graceful robot. An- Horizon zero. Horizon Dawn, zero. Dawn. Dawn. Thanks, Gabe. Um, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, that but was my guess, but PC. I was like, uh, McCoy knows more about Sony games than I do and more about PS4 games. So I was going to like, he's going to say some obscure shit that I'm going to look like a fool trying to guess. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> dude, you guys are both right. So, anyways, they're 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 considering putting that on PC, or it might be official at this point. You know, use the Google that you have as the listener, and that I don't have right now. Uh, but uh, on PC, and so may, maybe maybe that those walls are finally coming down. Maybe I think that actually um, is confirmed. I think so too. But uh, well, I can, we're I living can a crazy right now. world now. Like, I, okay. I kind of want to maybe. Oh yeah, let's. First yeah, result right? is Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition on Steam. There you go. There you go. So like that's not a normal Sony thing. That is Sony responding to Microsoft and being like, "Interesting. Perhaps we will." Um. So they're they're shifting. Microsoft first, perhaps Sony second, and Nintendo last. Who knows about Nintendo? But um. No, because Nintendo Nintendo has been doing crossplay <laughs> stuff with Xbox, right? So they've been doing crossplay, but they won't take their games. Like you're not seeing. Oh, yeah. So it's like that. Those are kind of the two fronts. It's like crossplay, which was what you were originally talking about, and then also just taking your game library. Like, and those are so I I feel like they kind of are related in a way of like if you're doing crossplay, you might want to th- like is PC a competitor of yours in a serious way. Or and is no, Nintendo, PC just another place? Nintendo's in like an interesting position too where they're like, yo, you come to us. Because like you have game studios being like, yo, we want our character in Smash Bros. <laughs> right. And they're like, fuck your character. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need you. For real though. You need us. Yeah. yeah. They're like another Fire Emblem character. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I There's so many cool... Okay, okay, what do you think about the Halo story? Is the Halo story good? Yes. Like, is the Halo story some... Yes. Fantastic. Okay. They're both great. They're both great series. Yeah. You heard it first. Maybe that's... Yes. How many people can you play through Halo with? I won't. 
Uh, <laughs> is it just two? No. Are you talking about co-op uh, campaign? Yeah. Co-op campaign. So co-op. Halo 1 and 2, it's two people. And then Halo 3 and beyond, it's four people. Okay. Think about it, game club. Think about it. Just saying. But okay, cool. Um, I want to... I want to maybe end this episode unless other people have other thoughts. Um, but I want to end it on a final idea. So does anyone else have anything? No. Go for it, dude. All right, I will. Um, I think that Gears of War is in a lot of trouble. That's what I think. Because I, and this is anecdotal, but hey, welcome to this podcast. <laughs> but uh, but I've just the the like Gears I feel like has fallen a lot from its place back in the Xbox era of being like one of the dominant titans in terms of series that sort of got established on the Xbox and it was like, damn, Xbox is doing shit. Um and it's still big and it's still awesome, but I feel like the the attention around it is so much less. Like I feel like it faded in an instant off the map for gaming like i just I never heard about it past launch um almost immediately um and i know like the hardcore people that loved it like gabe got it right away and said actually this is fucking awesome but the people that like weren't hardcore into it like that like didn't even try it and at least that i know of outside of maybe some people that got into the game pass which is cool and you know it's on pc now which is cool so it's available in a lot more places and yet i feel like the hype for it is so much less than i would expect for something that big um, what do you think about that? Am I just totally, is that, is that totally off base? I just hear so little about it. No, I think you're correct. I think Gears is in an interesting kind of place where it's like a popular franchise, but it, I think other games then come out and overshadow it. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely, it's like own like mm-hmm. niche of like, you know, third person cover-based shooting. I think they really, like, nail that. Like, I have yet to find, like, a third-person shooter game that really has, like, the simplified but elegant cover mechanics that Gears does. Mm. But it just seems to be, like, not a lasting... um, Like, not a lasting gem to people. Like, even me included. Like, I love Gears of War. I love the campaign. I love... um playing like multiplayer when it first comes out but then like as time goes on i kind of just like drift to other games yeah and it seems like they've i don't know how they've really tried to remedy it i know like um they've tried putting out like esports scenes and whatnot and kind of funny enough it's like it never really made a lasting impression up up here but it's actually apparently has a pretty big scene in like latin america Whoa. Yeah, it's a pretty big uh, Gears esports scene there. Cool. But, yeah. So it's kind of weird that it's like, people seem to love this game, but it just, for whatever reason, never really sticks around for a long time. Like, it stays in yeah. like people playing it a ton. Yeah, and I also feel like the the splash it makes is a little bit less than you would expect something that used to be so tightness. Like, it feels like it's, even though it's out of the Xbox ecosystem, which a lot of people might have thought was holding it back, like, oh, well, if you don't have an Xbox, you can't play this thing. But then, like, 
it comes out to PCs and stuff, and I still don't think it makes that big splash. And maybe that's because people feel like, oh, well, it's Gears 5. I, I, I need to, I haven't played the other ones. I don't want to get into this, or I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's just third-person shooters aren't the thing right now, or I don't. Yeah, it's, it's it seems like it makes, like, a decent enough splash when it first drops, and, like, the ripples going out aren't really there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it's not doing enough to bring people back in. Like they're trying to do kind of like the, like the seasons, like battle pass kind of stuff, but I think they're they're kind of like not making it work as well, and this is the first time they've really done that. So I think they're still yeah. kind of trying to figure out like their vision and their kind of like voice, so to say, mm-hmm. for like the the online market now of video games, um, or just like the changing scope of like battle passes, and like getting rid of like season passes and all that nonsense. Um, but I think I think also. Yeah, go ahead, James. Um, like all of the kind of major franchises of the two thousands, um, kind of have really struggled in the past seven years for various reasons. Like they've still been successful, but they've fallen from the kind of like game culture titans that they once were um in a lot of ways like i feel like call of duty is the most successful of them all and a lot of that for me is um i mean just the fact that three different studios are pumping them out at all times um and so even if it's not quite as big of a splash there's another one coming. Yeah. Um, and like the Halo, the, the, um, the Gears of War, um, even like, I don't know. I mean, like Battlefield in a, in a certain way is, is in this, like, it's like behind. It, it feels like it's always a little bit behind in terms of that it is. to me. And unfortunately, yeah. it's going to spot right now where it's pretty much dead in the water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think Gears 5 made a big splash because they tied it with, yeah, that like the release of uh, Xbox Games Pass for PC. Right. I think that was a brilliant move on their part. But it is kind of in a weird thing, too, then where it's like, okay, but because of this like big promotion you have and you can get the game for like five bucks for mm. you know per month um like will this last though that's what i'm kind of concerned about yeah and so maybe we won't even know until gear six because actually in some ways it's turned some heads out of the people who got it for free maybe that's zoe if she gets in- into the story in any sort of way or there's a new horde mode and it's really awesome and she can get that one again on Game Pass or something in the future. Maybe maybe she'll actually care in a serious way that she wouldn't have before and never would have had an opportunity if it had been 60 only. Yeah. So maybe. I do also wonder how much innovation they can bring to the franchise and to like the, the game play and the mechanics. Because it's pretty, in my opinion, it's pretty tight right now. And it's like, uh, well, where do you go yeah. from here? You know, like yeah. Halo kind of like, you know, created this whole not created but like you know they really brought a pillar to like the shooting franchise and then 
in recent years, they've kind of adopted more of like a Call of Duty style, not like exactly Call of Duty, but kind of some steps in that direction. And I think they did it very well. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, them doing these kind of innovations where then I'm curious of like, well, then what can Gears do? Because there's not really other games like this out there that aren't like looter shooters. And I can't Dude, see Dude, they Gears. could do looter shooter. <laughs> I don't really see Gears doing a looter shooter. They could do it, man. They could do horde mode, RPG. It's kind of insane, but they could. They could. I mean, maybe. This could be what Borderlands wasn't. Yeah. Like, what if they did? I mean, yeah, with enough time and, like, effort, I think they could do something like that very well. But it would be very interesting to see. I mean, at least me right now, knowing Gears and knowing, like, the Division and stuff like that, I can't really see it, but I'm sure it could actually be done. Yeah. Um. Though it is it is cool to see they're, they are kind of starting to branch out. Like, they're coming out with uh, Gears Tactics, which is essentially XCOM with the gear skin and supposedly is actually pretty uh like pretty well put together oh fuck i'm actually really excited once you show me that it's a great yeah so depending on how that does maybe that'll give them like the inspiration to kind of like start branching out more because otherwise but, yeah i can, just can't see how they can innovate enough to kind of keep it fresh and keep it like interesting as much as i love gears right no and that's like what james was saying in the sense of like how do you these these franchises are behind and call of duty was was essentially lucky that shooter yeah. is the thing that everyone wants right now so they're like god what are we oh we're a shooter nice like and so it's easy for them but also call of duty was lucky that their the release of their new engine yeah cod yeah. like the new one is on their new engine um coincided with everybody having to stay inside all the time. You know, I think that that was just, just lucky, you know, for them. They've had a lot of fortune, yeah. But also, I mean, so the, the new engine, the, was huge for them because it, it, I feel like it was, uh, it just changed the way that that game looked to me compared to the previous oh well that's why it also is so popular Um, because they took the setting that everyone loved which was modern warfare and they finally did what people have been asking for for like literal literal fucking years people wanted (laughs) a new engine and now they finally have a new engine and it felt like they actually utilized the power behind the triple a development studios where they made a fucking good tight smooth engine it's like it has it's especially when you're playing these games on pc there's a feel especially if you're playing with high refresh rate monitors you can feel the response of your game whether it's smooth or not whether it hitches or not whether it feels like you're hitting people when you point the gun at them and call of duty nailed all those things at the same time in an era where not just shooters are popular but twitch shooters are popular and that's why halo's Mm -hmm. in trouble because long uh firefights are not as popular and, and we can get to that but but the thing is, Call of Duty's about to kill themselves. I'll tell you right now. Because they're about to release another game. <laughs> They've already talked about it. No one's going to fucking buy that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to release another Call of Duty because that's what their whole engine. They have three studios. They're built to produce this thing all of the time. And they are now seriously. So they're, when are they going to release it? Like like winter 2020? I don't. I don't know. But they've already talked about it. I mean, I think if they're serious with themselves, they should look at this game and be like, do we seriously think 
that we can get these gamers to buy this game again? Like, what can we change about it? Because I don't think they can. Like, I don't think a new campaign and a new set of guns or like, you know, like the same multiplayer system, but new guns or the same multiplayer system. So, but... so you say that, but people buy FIFA every year, you know? Well, yes, but like we're talking about it's call of it's okay. the same thing, but I, it's like, okay, you move with the herd so, to, to the new game. So I, so I don't agree with that in this case. And here's why I think for, well, that, that, that is present. Yes. But this is the first time ever that Call of Duty has managed to surpass their own herd and get to actual just normal gamers like me that don't that don't get on, that haven't got on the Call of Duty train for so long. I'm not getting on the train for everything. I'm getting on the train for this new game that's sweet as hell, but I'm not paying 60 bucks for the next one. I just know that for a fact. And I know that's I don't think that's going to be just me. Like all of these studios, Battlefield, Gears, uh, Halo, like not these studios, but these franchises all suffer because they have their own fan base that knows them and loves them. And they feel that they have to change it up enough to stay relevant to the times, To but they also have to satisfy that audience. They can't abandon their base, but they also have to try to get new people. And Call of Duty was not succeeding at all for so long that it nearly, like, it nearly uh, faded from existence in terms of relevancy at the top level. It used to be a titan in the Xbox 360 age, and it slowly fell down to that kind of garbage thing that is on a bad engine that's not fun, that has a battle royale mode, but no one's playing it. Like, there's nothing interesting about Call of Duty at all, and finally they jumped, with, which all these other series have failed to do. Like, Halo fails to do that, Gears fails to do that. This, this, this game jumped to the top of relevancy and it's like, whoa, but it didn't do that. Like it's now got people, people care, but I don't think they care like a franchise model. I don't think they care. Like, let's get the new FIFA. I think they care because this shit's good and they want a good shooting. But like, this is where you make a live service game. This is where you're like, this Call of Duty that you bought is the Call of Duty. Do you know what I'm saying? It's now Call of Duty. It's not Call of Duty Modern mm. Warfare. It's just Call of Duty. Because without that, I mean, James, are you buying another $60 game next year? No. I'm not either. But th then again, this is the first Call of Duty game I've ever bought. So there's that. Right. But do you, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't think they've converted you to be part of their herd. I think they've just converted you in a sense of, wow, actually, this Call of Duty is really good and I'm enjoying it. Like, if they release a new expansion or something interesting, like... That's just what they're trying to do. They released Warzone for free for the first time. Like their Battle Royale is free. Like they're they're trying to see how can we make this thing last because it's bigger than it it was. Call of Duty was dropping from its relevancy point. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't think that you're wrong, but I also think that they need to release a new game because their entire business model is based on forcing everybody to spend sixty bucks a year. Yeah. Um, so like if, if the, if the powers that be are expecting that money, then yeah. you got to produce it. Um, yeah. and they're expecting it from three different studios, right? So yeah. What do those other studios even do? I mean, it's, right. it, it's, so, it's a huge problem for them. I think how they navigate so, this next game decides whether or not they disappear off the face of the planet. Whereas right now they're like one of the biggest shooters. Mm, 
Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Because, for instance, here's their pattern I before don't, this. No. We go to World War II, or we go to World War I, or we go to Vietnam. Yeah. None of those things are going to cut it. People like Modern Warfare, because those are the ones that you can do battle royales in. Those are the guns with all this. Those are the ones with all the sweet guns, with all those big magazines, with all those laser sights, with all those holographics, with all those. The, the, these are the gameplay systems that people in their modern shooters love. And like, look, you know, people do love historical stuff, but I'm just saying, like, you can't go through that same cycle. At least I don't think you can. I don't think you can go through that same cycle. I think the reason why Battlefield is near dead right now is because it went back in time instead of doing another modern game in the time where but what about like but what about all the battlefield or all the battle royales that came out and and battlefield couldn't even compete because it had old school weaponry like it didn't even have the gameplay design i mean i'm sure that's a small part of it but that's not the main reason why it's dead in the water right now so what what does that do do tell? Oh my god, it's everything since the launch. Just very bad PR relations. Uh just like awful content management. Just bugs that aren't getting fixed. It's it's like from day one, it's been doomed. Hmm. And so to you, it has nothing to do with the fact that they don't have modern weapons. I mean, I'm sure that's part of it to some people. Like I know a lot of my friends aren't as like into history as i am and that's fine Mm -hmm. i get it but yeah for the people that actually enjoy playing it no it's not it's not the timepiece or or the uh the the period it's like the the bugs the horrible management of content the like shifting they're basically trying to like switch up what battlefield is and that's not what people want right they're kind of trying to make it more like an arena shooter style game and that's not what battlefield is it's having a horrible yeah. identity crisis right now because it because it feels like it's true they, they have their base right and their base might even like historical games and you might be their base but then they're trying to reach past their base because they're scared they want more yeah. they want bigger but it might not just be greed it might be their base is dwindling and they're not getting new people and they feel like we're on a downward graph we need to figure out new people and I, I personally, I'm not saying this is a fact, but I personally think new people, the general gamer audience that you could grab like modern combat. Oh, so maybe, sure. Maybe. But I think it's also a case of, you know, Battlefield's always been behind Call of Duty. It's never been as popular, but still been very successful. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also the greed of EA being like, you know, because you can tell by playing Battlefield Five, which is supposed to be World War Two, that it's not. It doesn't have that vibe. They clearly wanted to be more of a casual shooter, more colorful, less gritty, more open yeah. to the casual audience. That, and then also they wanted to emphasize like the battle royale to make it more like Fortnite, because like, oh, that's successful. Mm-hmm. What are the kids doing these days? That's <laughs> like not Battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> no. A hundred, a hundred percent. So it's this weird thing where all of these big games and big franchises are stuck between their established base that appreciates their game for what it is, which like Battlefield is not Fortnite for a very specific reason. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like you've outlined, it's like, it's like the chaos of a massive war. Like it's not Counter-Strike either. Like it, it's, it's its own specific thing and it does it super well, or it has traditionally. And so then they think to themselves, well, how do we get bigger and how do we evolve? It's the same thing that Gears has. Gears has that problem of like, we have this game and it's tight. Now let's pretend that 
battlefield was tight. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, they have this thing and the core is satisfied. Let's pretend that the core is satisfied. But then it's like, fuck, what do we do? How do we get more people and also not piss off these people? Because for instance, while I say you could probably pull off an RPG looter shooter uh, division style Gears of War game, you could, but your base might just be like, fuck off, man. Like that's such a real reality of them trying to modernize that game is the base could just go, fuck you, man. That's terrible. That, that isn't Gears. Yeah. I mean, so, that's, that's what I would think would happen. Okay, let's rate this bad boy and get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for a discussion of games, industry, and AAA franchises. We are watching them die before our eyes, <laughs> and it is fascinating. Um, all right, let's start with Zoe, the person who has said the least because we were just arguing about shooter games she's never played for, <laughs> I think, three hours. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. I, I have no... Uh... I, I have no, uh, what is it, horse in that race. I have no horse in that race. I just kind of toss my hands up being like, what happens, happens. <laughs> but, um, I'm kind of in that boat, too. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> solidarity, man, solidarity. Um, no, I really like Gears 5. Um, I kind of, like, I have to admit, something like Horde Mode and multiplayer shooters are not really my my jam in the sense that like I know most of you guys or if not all of you can like play round after round of like Warzone or round after round of horde mode and for me it's just I get I play one round or two rounds of horde mode and I just get so exhausted and I'm just like I'm I'm bushed after that. Like I just gotta go take a nap. <laughs> I've gotta I don't know calm down. So like I th I think the genre of horde mode, while interesting, I give a meh. But Gears Five as a franchise, I'm gonna give a thumbs up. The characters are really compelling. The you know I like I said the voice voice lines are cringy, but also like really well articulated and received. I don't know. It's just the delivery of those lines that just kind of makes you chuckle and it's really enjoyable. And I realized my enjoyment also in playing this week was just being with a group of people and the teamwork, um, but not necessarily the horde mode itself. And so, like, I think <laughs> McCoy's going to kill me. I want to give it, like, just collectively, like, a half thumb. God damn it. <laughs> Because, you know, meh for the horde mode, thumbs up for Gears 5 as a story and franchise. Um, like I said, I'm going to go back and actually play through the campaigns because I started playing horde mode. So I'll give it that um, because it looks that cool. Um, but yeah. Yo, I want to play that campaign as well. Damn, I hear content brewing. I hear content <laughs> brewing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Or I'm not. Depends on how you guys feel about that. Okay, anyways. <laughs> You're not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, well, let's put this way. I'm not kidding that I smell content. That doesn't mean we have to go over there and cook the, the rest of the way. <laughs> but I smell it. Um, cool. Absolutely. Uh, James, you want to follow that up? Uh, sure. I give it... I mean, I think that... Um, I'll give this a one thumb up. Um... I think I'm not the biggest fan of um, 
cover-based shooting. I think it's fine, but um, it's not it's not my favorite kind of shooter. Um, I think there's some things about the gameplay that I find really clunky, like grenades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think I ever once... I did blow myself up with the <laughs> at one point. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think I might have done that once as well. I think I flashed out Gabe a couple times. It's all good. Um, uh, and those were the only times that I used grenades. It was like, oh, I fucked up and like actively hampered the team with this. Um, and... Uh, I mean, I don't know. It uh, just little things just make it less fun to me than other shooting games. But overall, I I do quite enjoy the horde mode with with an ending. I don't like um in this context. I don't like survive till you die um as much as I do in like say risk of rain type games um but yeah um i had a great time playing with you guys and yeah thumbs up hell fucking yeah um gabe's a cool if i go and then you go at the end Tied what up. the fuck yeah that's fine yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> um let's see yeah gears it's, it's interesting. I, I think this horde mode, well, it's definitely, like, way more fleshed out than something like World War Z. And I think, like, it, it was also donated a mature fighting sort of style with, like, third-person combat. You know, that stuff that, that Gabe's calling tight. Like, it's like enemies feel good to shoot in this game. They kind of react to your mm. bullets. Like, it feels like you're slinging hot lead in their general direction. It's fucking them up, um, which I appreciate. Uh, there's a visceralness to all of that. Actually, uh, the reload mechanic is actually really fun. This like just like getting a super reload and then getting some extra bullets, but it's kind of like this management thing, and you can jam your gun, which adds some some intensity. So they've got some really cool stuff going on in Gears. Um, the multiplayer, which we did not play for a very particular reason, is the wildest shit ever. By the way, it's so fucking crazy. <laughs> People are like jumping to cover and using a shotgun blind fire around the corner. And it's just like, what just happened? Like the fuck am I watching? Um, but we didn't play that. We played co-op and to me, the horde mode, I actually look at that horde mode and I'm like, this is good, but I think it needs, I think it needs more development or more tuning or it needs to go crazier. Like I think it's a fun, good, good mode but I, I wish there was a little bit more variety in the waves because I do like what Zoe said earlier about the predictability of them, like the bosses are on 10, but it really does feel like they had 10 waves that they were throwing at you and then they added multipliers, which basically is what they do. Like now they have more health, now they have more damage. So it really does feel like you're doing the same thing five times with increasing difficulty. And I would have loved to see the difficulty come from the modifiers that you put uh outside the game there's still obviously difficulty ramp ups in the game but i would have liked to see like some more creative stuff like when th- when the, the boss is at 30 roll around it's actually this crazy situation that like yeah, like i would have liked them to really seriously look down at all 50 waves and differentiate them um while still being predictable but like but adding some extra flavor instead of feeling like it was just 10 th- five times um 
And I think there's a lot of beauty in that mode and a lot of beauty in the design of where they could take it. So I, I just think it needs to go crazier um, and do cooler stuff. And, and just like, I know this sounds all like really generic, but do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it really did feel almost like, like when they first released hard mode, they didn't have the short one and it was just the 50 round one. You're like, God damn, this is like two hours. What the fuck? Or like, maybe it's bore. Like it's so long and you're sitting there to yourself thinking like that. It feels a lot of the same in here. And I would have loved some differentiation in those two hours. I think you really could have made quite an epic adventure from one to 50 where you were like, fuck, we, we had to plan for certain specific waves that were actually just plan for certain phases. Like sh instead of shit, just getting gradually harder, I would have loved to see it switch up in, in ways that are uh, meaningfully different. And I just think that would be a cool way for them to consider it. Um, we've already talked about the engineer and how people can't necessarily all participate in that system, which I end up thinking is a really, really fun way. It's like tower defense. Tower defense is fucking fun. I played that shit on my phone and I'd play it in gears. <laughs> um, so mm. yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, for, I guess gears five horde mode, I would give it. Yeah. I think a thumbs up. I think that's fair. I think it has a lot of room to grow in terms of the horde mode itself. I think it's unfortunate that more people don't play this game because at least to me, I think the graphics and the engine and just the, the guns and the, the way they shoot and just, I, it's really good uh, to me. At least I, I really enjoy it a lot. And I think it's like, it's a very mature game system, which is, is funny because I feel like Gears always had this. Maybe they've just improved on it steadily, but I always felt, it feels to me like Gears always felt, which is like heavy and hit hard hitting which I think, and and also with hilarious ragdolls that feel like they have no weight behind them at all. And like when you kill them and you're like, what the fuck? I thought you were a heavy mm -hmm. dude and then I just killed you and now you just like flopped across the floor. Um, but okay. Um, but yeah, so I think that's where, I'll, that's where I'll sit. I definitely haven't played the campaign and I've played the multiplayer enough to be like, holy shit, this is the wildest thing I've ever seen. I'm, it's not my cup of tea, but whoa. Um, I hope it's someone's. So yeah, thumbs up for me, I think, for that. Uh, what about you, Gabe? Yeah, I mean, if I were to say, like, Gears as a whole, I would give it, like, two thumbs up. If we're talking just purely the Horde mode, I would say one thumbs up because I think they've done a lot of great things with it. And uh, similar to James, I kind of, like, don't... I'm not a big fan of, like, that just, like, survive until you die. Um, But I do like that they added in, like, the caveat now of, like, oh, it's 50 rounds. Survive to 50, you win. Um, I do, I, I mean, I love how they do like the defenses. Like I, I love that you can build defenses and kind of like section off a little area of the map that this is like your zone and you can repel the invaders and like keep them away. Um, and just like the teamwork that comes with it of, okay, like I'll, I'll do this. Like I'll cover this side. You guys cover this side. Um, and, like, we'll have one person, like, repairing, making sure the turrets are all filled up, everything like that. I love that, like, that aspect of team play and togetherness and, like, working like a well-oiled machine. Um, I do also like how it does, like, every ten waves it's a boss, and it really feels like it's a boss. Like, you see the giant creature, like, spawn onto the battlefield, and you're just like, oh, crap. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, we can take them. <laughs> and then once they get up to your like your defenses and like in one like hammer smash, it just like destroys everything. And you're just like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yes. I love that intimidation. It really feels like you're struggling to survive and not just like, Oh no guys, this thing's charging me. 
I'm downed. Can somebody get me up? All right, thanks. <laughs> it really yeah. feels like you're like, oh shit, dodge, dodge, dodge. Oh crap, oh I'm down. It's like somebody help me. Um, yeah. the the thing I don't enjoy is, well, I'm on the fence about is the classes that they introduced. I think it does add some variety to it. Um, however, I think it's it's a I think it's a bad thing that only engineers can build the essential like defenses. Um, or at least can build all of them. Because it is unfortunate that if you wanted to have all of like the useful defenses, you'd have to have a team comprised of like the correct characters. Like if you didn't have an engineer, you'd have to have like like a like an offense and then like a tank and then like a support. Um, and then even it, even with that, you could only build, I believe, level one of all the fortifications that you would want. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I think either. I would say a either get rid of classes. You can still keep like special abilities and stuff. I think that's totally cool um, per character. But I would say either get rid of classes so that everybody can buy everything. Or at the very least, if you want to keep the classes. I know it kind of like breaks like the quote unquote immersion, but allow it so that you can have multiple of the same characters. Because it's it's kind of heartbreaking when it's like okay, well we need we need an engineer like that's that's a role that has to be filled, and then it's like say some like you know random person joins in, and they're like level one is the engineer and they're not changing and you're like a level fifteen and you're like, hey man like I'm already the engineer, and I've leveled it up. <laughs> You want to roll Sorry, something else? Sorry, and then it else? does that fucking... Do you remember that push-to-talk yeah. fucking voice thing? Duplicate characters not allowed. <laughs> and you're just so like, yeah. oh no. Sorry, I just that. Oh no. <laughs> and then like, as like the game counters like clicking down, it just like auto-forces you with someone else and you're just like, oh god. Oh yeah, no. And you know it's gonna be a train wreck. Yeah. Or it's like, okay, like... As all of the rounds to help us out, I played as a, another engineer character that I got because I pre-ordered the game so nobody else had access mm -hmm. to. I was like, man, I wish I could do something else, <laughs> but I have to be. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think if they either got rid of classes or at the very least made it so that everybody could play as whoever they wanted and not have to deal with duplicate issues, that I think that would be like a huge step in the right direction. So... Yeah. Yeah, I, overall, I think it's great. It's a very fun mode, great to play with people, and I think it's, like, one of the pinnacles of a horde mode out there, if not, like, the pinnacle. Um, at least they helped popularize it. But, yeah, so aside from that caveat of the weird class thing, um, I'd give it a thumb up. I think there's room for improvement, but they have a very solid base, way more than World War Z. And yep. they've definitely done a lot of improvements and things over the years and have really made it a, a like a unique experience. Dude, what if what if that's the way they change this up? They just triple down on the tower defense and they make like ten more constructible things and like 
You know what I mean? Like, or like 20 more. Like you just, instead of having like, you have a turret, you have a barbed wire, you have a shock tower, you have a decoy. It's like you have, instead of those four, you have 15 and they all do special cool stuff. And maybe you could like separate those out between people or maybe you don't want to do that. But like, maybe that's the direction they take this horde mode. And it's like, everybody's contributing to the defenses of this place in a way that is meaningful. And now it's all about just these crazy defenses plus your shooting. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting, but it would take too much of an em- emphasis off the shooting for them to feel comfortable putting it in this game. Yeah. It seems very possible. I think that's the crux of where they're, you know, where these franchises are at, right? Yeah. We did it, you guys. I say we end this bad boy. We have officially decided what we're going to do next week, which is a first over here. You can tell that we have got our shit together question mark no way (laughs) so what are we doing asterisk we don't asterisk just this one time (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna say we have our shit together for the time being (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh we're gonna kind of mix it up a little bit uh for next week and you know we we it's been a while since we've had a uh, raucous, uh, drunken Saturday night group playthrough. Uh, the council being the last one, which feels like an eternity ago, but was really only two months ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna be playing uh, the prequel slash sequel to the Cat Lady. Hell yeah! How can it Downfall. be both? Hell yeah! <laughs> Dude, it was originally it was made for him. <laughs> It was originally made as a prequel, but then after the success of The Cat Lady, he redid the game and launched it as a sequel. So um, it's both. Ah, so it's a one-person <laughs> wonders block. I hear you. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> the one-person wonders really. why, where it went wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We should preface this with James <laughs> fucking hates this series, and so he has been a deer. That is true. That is true. So we're going to see if we can swing him. <laughs> We're going to see if we can swing him. We're, we're, we're going to swing him by getting him super drunk and having him deal with all of the shenanigans that are downfall. I'm excited for it. You know, <laughs> did some did, did some play testing earlier today. Have realized, again, that lovely glitch that happens when you play this game where if you alt tab and hold the alt key down about a second too long, the game crashes. <laughs> So we're we're down oh, for like just a a great time this Saturday. Dude. Oh my god! It's gonna be hardcore <laughs> gameplay. It's gonna be watching Zoe like half playing the game and half just looking at the alt key and just making sure she doesn't hit that shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's hardcore, bro. It's practically an esport. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be fun. So uh, tune in next week to hear all about those shenanigans. But until then. Stay safe, stay six feet apart, practice social distancing. <laughs> Great choice. Yes, indeed. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, does this still sound like James or no with a different mic? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it sounds like retro James. Retro James. Rap game James. <laughs> retro Dude, I should pitch tune it. Like, you know, like auto tune it up somewhere like, fuck yeah. Like. <laughs> oh, no. James. Yeah, do that. I'm sorry for what I'm going to do. yep Yep. we did it oh my god fuck yeah fuck yeah